Hey guys, quick note, we cut out about five minutes into this podcast, just so you know. There will be a sound effect that sounds like this. Just so you know that we've cut out and we've cut back in. It only happens once, about five minutes in, as I mentioned. Apologies again, my computer just crashed randomly, which is never fun. However, this is a really great episode. Thank you so much to Eric Rosenberg for coming on. I hope you enjoy. And we are live. What is up, everybody? It is Sunday, the 18th of February. This is my last episode whilst I'm here in Georgia. And I think it's fitting that we are joined by the amazing Eric Rosenberg. Erin? Erin? Eric, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's and too I have late a, to function. a huge Georgia connection as well, but to the other Georgia. My grandpa was born in the state of Georgia. I've yet to go to the country of Georgia, but... I look forward to doing so at some point in the future. I could be fun. I want to go to every country I haven't been to where right. they don't want to kill me for going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll be just fine here. Um, <laughs> you'd be amazed how much they idolize the West, right? The US, UK, Europe, that kind of thing. You're about to oh, hello. Oops. Oof. There we are. Sorry, got a bit of feedback there. Um, because they're... Depending on who you ask, Georgia is either the very easternmost point of Europe or the very westernmost point of Asia. And Georgia are like, no, 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 we're not Asia. We're, we're with these guys. And they like try to group <laughs> it of Europe. Vortex. Yeah. <laughs> However, um, Eric, would you like to would you like to give us some background to, to the to the wonderful viewers? Who sure. who are you? Well, what do you do? Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and, and hang out with you and talk tech today. As you mentioned, my name is Eric Rosenberg. My background is actually in personal finance. I'm a personal finance blogger, a freelancer for a whole bunch of different finance and um, like fintech startup type companies. I'm also in that writing. I've done a little bit of tech writing. I'm a tech writer at a site called Living on the Cheap, and I am a tech hobbyist and addict in a lot of ways. <laughs> I uh, started, you know, it's, it's like I, I got my first computer when I was 10, I think, going way back. And um, in the years since I got, I remember it was a 2.1 gig hard drive and I thought it was so big. It's actually 1.6 and there was a hard drive failure and they sent me a replacement. It was, they didn't make 1.6 anymore, but um, say my 2.1 gig hard drive was my first hard drive. We've come a long way though since then. I've built a lot of websites I used to do. WordPress development for hire. That was part of my freelancing that led me to leave my job and go full-time on my own online in April 2016. And I have my own blog and podcast at personalprofitability.com. So that's the, those are the biggies. And I actually have a new podcast. I can't forget to mention my new one. Ooh, it's called Oh one. No, We Didn't. <gasps> and it is with a co-host. She is amazing. Her name's Whitney Hansen. And we talk about everything that Americans are taught is not polite to talk about. So oh, that is whatever you would talk to your grandma about, the big taboos like money, religion, politics, the things that ruin a good holiday dinner, that's what we talk about. <laughs> would you be able to say that? I, I need to note this down. I need to, this sounds like a podcast I should listen to. Yeah, she is a, um, she's hilarious and awesome. She, her, her own podcast also is a personal finance one called The Money Nerds. Um, right. When we get together, it's fun because she is in Idaho she is a conservative-leaning um, person politically, and I'm down here in Southern California, and I fit very well with the California liberals. So every once in a while, we have some disagreements, but we always uh, 
it always ends up being hilarious. Like that, that's I think wonderful. At the end of the day, it's more fun to find the things that we have in common than the things we don't. Because the things we don't are like really fringe things. In this country, it's like you know, abortion and guns and like so just because you support one political party that thinks this about guns means you should also think this about abortion and this about taxes right. and this about social stories. like that's crazy so so that's the kind of stuff we talk about we have a lot of fun doing it awesome so go check those out there is a link to your website and your twitter in the show notes as well as in the awesome. description of this video so do check those out we'll talk about that more later however it has been a uh, an interesting week for facebook for lack of a better phrase they have had uh, <laughs> but it's not been uneventful let me put it that way it is um but when you when your company um if we are back apologies for that this is um a, a few weeks ago my pc just randomly cut out mid podcast and it's done it again um interestingly snappy tech on, right <laughs> And the crazy part is, but it's only ever done it twice, and both times it's been during the podcast. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks, computer, for hating me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we are back. Um, we'll, we'll find out, I'm sure. YouTube is like, we're getting your up feed. Um, so I guess we're back. Um, Luckily, we record these in uh, FLV, which means that if the computer does cut out, we don't lose the recordings. Um, so if anything is missing from the YouTube live stream, uh, that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, there will be a full version of this uploaded tomorrow, should there be any major gaps. However, we should be fine. And we were just discussing uh, Facebook's interesting week. Yes, Facebook. Yeah, they... Um... So yeah, I was mentioning that they are implicit in a giant, uh, they, they've been in, in, in an indictment. So they've been implicated in a foreign government meddling in the U.S. election, but it looks like that's not all they've had going on no, this week. No, right? You'd think, you'd think that'd be the, the well, the, the valley of their week, I guess it wouldn't be the peak. It'd be the peak of their issues this week. But nope, they've just... They've somehow managed to go from bad to worse to even worse still. Um, they've had... So the, the Russia thing, I didn't want to cover that this week because I kind of wanted that to you know, take a week to, to, to really iron out. It's the, it's the kind of thing I want to make sure we get right in our coverage of it. Um, however, it is worth mentioning that there were, I believe, 13 Russian officials indicted by the US government um, for uh, the... I guess, tr I think they, they were referred to as a troll factory. They had basically a Russian uh, arm of the government, effectively, right? They were funded by the Russian government that had a budget of about one and a quarter million dollars to just sway the U.S. election, which... They, they called it the Russian troll factory. Yes. Which... I love that. Uh, <laughs> it makes me think of the... Tr my, so I have a two-year-old daughter, and she's... Remember those troll dolls, the yes. toys yeah, yeah. from way back when? They have reemerged, I have guess, I? because people my age remember them from when we were kids. Right. And now we have kids. And there is a new trolls show on Netflix. <gasps> and they like make this special berry juice. One of them does like disco berry juice and he farts <laughs> glitter. Disco berry like, juice just sounds like a drug, I'll be honest. 
I mean, it looks like a drug. It's like <laughs> it looks like you're at like Ministry of Sound or something, not uh, oh, no. not on a kid show. Oh, and the no. other one has like his like smoothie stand. So these trolls are making their juice competing, but the one that farts glitter. Like, how do you beat that? Like, that's amazing. Oh, that is. That's what, I hope that's what the Russian trolls are doing. I hope I never they're sitting there typing farting glitter, but I don't think it's likely. No, that's definitely not it. But my, I guess, a, a question that we'll, again, look deeper into probably in next week's podcast, depending on how jet-lagged I am, because the podcast will be right after six hours worth of travel, um, we'll be looking into the, I guess, vulnerability, for lack of a better term, of the people they were advertising to. Because, you know, in terms of Reddit, they were very much advertising to the r slash for Donald subreddit, which is where all the Trump supporters live, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. Um, their, little, their little planet over there. Yeah, their little. <laughs> have you ever been to the Donald subreddit? It is terrifying. It... I have not. So, it was about, so I read, or actually, I listened to a great episode of Reply All right. not long ago, where they went into essentially how these factories work. Um, their focus was in Mexico specifically. And it started because a, I think if I'm remembering it all right, a female reporter from an American was harassed on the street and by following the trail of who harassed her because there were businesses that had videos around and she got copies of the videos and she's like, who's this guy? And right. She found the guy and it led up the chain to the Mexican opposition party at that point in time who had been paying people to go on Twitter and tweet about things. And they try to essentially manipulate the trending topics. Right. So if there's a trending topic that's really good for their opponent, who was then president, I think, Vincente Fox, and they, anytime anything good was about him on Twitter, they would do those stupid trending things like, you know, why my bay is awesome, but in Spanish, <laughs> and um, try to knock down the good things about the opponent. And when bad things about the opponent came out, like the equivalent of release the memo that was right. trending here in the West not long ago, they would push that kind of thing. And it works. I mean, people really read it. And when you think you're looking at an account owned by someone who's just like you, who also lives on whatever political planet you live on, um, it's easy to eat it all up. But then to find out later, it wasn't true. <laughs> it was all just... Uh, some Russian telling you what to think or someone from the opposite political party. Uh, that's scary. That, that's to me the scariest thing I've seen in social media is the way it, it lets us live in these little bubbles. And I realize I'm in one of these bubbles. I realized it. And I keep bringing up political things. Would you believe I have a po podcast about politics? <laughs> um, but I realized that <laughs> a couple of Novembers ago on that election day or the day after that election day, when so many people like me were just surprised by the election results. Right. I thought everybody thought like I did. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I knew there were people who didn't like Hillary, but I just didn't see Donald Trump winning based on what I was seeing on my Facebook and my right. Twitter. But then I found out later that there's this whole other half of the country who they just keep me from seeing them in my bubble yes. on Facebook. So they're out there, apparently, because they all voted. But I wouldn't have known it based on my Facebook. 
I think I think it's a bigger issue on Twitter than it is Facebook because I think Facebook is very much your friends and therefore you know if your friends have different opinions you know you have them as a friend it's it's a lot harder to hide whereas Twitter you're generally following strangers and it is very easy to get to end up in a situation where all the strangers you follow are the people who agree with you and you end up in this echo chamber but it's just ridiculous I think I've realized even my Facebook, maybe it's just because of who I'm friends with, it feels like an <laughs> echo chamber. I, I I find very, very infrequent. I have like a thousand Facebook friends. And uh, I just, the only thing I ever see anyone really disagree with, that's a big political issue on my Facebook, is gun control. Right. Everything else, pretty much, people seem to be like, all believing one thing. I think that's the, the real scariness of that echo chamber. But yes, on Twitter... Um, you know, you can choose who you follow and create your own echo chamber, which I realize I do. Anytime someone tweets something that I'm like, how do you believe this load of, of horse poo? Right. <laughs> and I uh, just unfollow them. So I kind of self-curate my echo chamber in a way, which is also dangerous and we probably don't realize we do. It's good for us to see the other side. And um, you know, with, with technology today, it's easy to create your echo chamber and then pick a news station that uh, mimics what your echo chamber is yes. saying, and you're all living in that same bubble together. And uh, that's that can happen, I think, across any social network. Or, or so that's that's the the scary downside of social networks is when we can create those little worlds. But is it that different than real life? Because as I said, you know, most of my friends I think think similar to what I think. Um, but if I go out to, let's say, the middle of rural Kansas. Um, they'll think very different than I do. And I imagine that's it's similar in different parts of, or let's say, Germany. We mentioned Germany or before we started recording. We were talking about the Audubon. I imagine yeah. people in you know, in the center of Frankfurt probably have different leanings than a farmer out in the countryside. Um, I think that's, that's similar anywhere. I, I think so, but I think it's more... I think the internet gives you a level of scale, right? That going out and, you know, talking to someone doesn't, right? Because if you're talking to one person and you disagree with them, you can, you can kind of rationalize it in your head and be like, oh, yeah, that's one crazy person, right? Whereas when it's, when it's to the level of, like, you know, you go onto the Donald's subreddit, and I think that thing has... Let, let me check how many f subscribers it has, because it is a ridiculous amount. Um, I think it's the underscore Donald, is that it? Let's find out. There, I found, I'm finding it. See, thanks to Google, another tech thing, I'm finding the tech that I need. <laughs> uh, oh, it is the Donald. I just misspelled it. I'm great. I'm great at this. I apparently can't spell the word Donald. Five hundred and seventy-three thousand one hundred and sixty-four or sixty-seven patriots. I like how they call themselves yes, Patriots. Yes, that's the best bit. I feel like that's that's the thing I like most whenever I um whenever I'm looking at things like that is just seeing the name they give themselves. It's just usually the most hilarious part. I call members of my community profiteers, which technically profiteering is a crime. It's like yeah, I think it's like <laughs> racketeering. It's like something you like the mafia does. But I take I'm taking it back. It's like different communities have taken words used against them and they like take ownership of those words. I've taken profiteers for, for my people. But yeah. that's apparently what these guys are doing with Patriot. I don't know. I've just <laughs> realized that you can't actually doubt you can't actually vote on these posts 
without being a subscriber. So unless you are a patriot, you can't up or down vote posts. Something that I find crazy about this um, specific community on Twitter is that they all put that they're big Trump supporters in their Twitter profiles. Mm-hmm. And like hashtag MAGA, which I don't even know what that means, M-A-G-A. Uh, make America Great Again. <laughs> oh, it's, so it's his makes... tagline. Got it. Right, oh, yeah. From the hat. It, yeah. I had the exact nice. same thing where, like, you know, once I got What's it, I was like, MAGA? oh, of course, I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> yeah, duh. Like, MAGA to me, I'm like, is that some kind of, like, anime something? <laughs> Did, can, I just, can none of these people spell manga? Is that what this is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, they put all that on their... Twitter profiles, but I mean, that's how you want to define yourself is by someone else. Like define yourself by being you. Right. Like, be independent. Stand on your own two feet. Anytime I see any account that is so overly focused on something polarizing in the, you know, in the description and the name, uh, especially if it's not verified, right? I'll be like, oh come on, like this is obviously some kind of bot or something. And if it's not. Um, I don't want to follow them anyway, probably. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've definitely had that where I'm like, you know, there's a 99% chance you're a bot here. So I'm just going to block you. And if you're a person, I don't even care. What? And if, if there are a person, I don't know. If you're, if you're such a person that you look like a bot to an outsider and someone can't tell, if, maybe you should improve your twitter in a little bit yeah it's you know you know i feel like if you looked at my twitter and you're like he's probably you 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 look at mine you're like oh yeah that guy's a bit of a shill he's just talking about how great snappy tech is right and i kind of get that (laughs) i feel like the issue is when you do that but it's political it makes you look like a bot right if you're like oh yeah that guy's a bit of a shill for donald trump right you go oh maybe that person's a bot right I mean, yeah, most of the things I write about on my own personal Twitter, I've, I have two Twitters. I have one that's more or less just an automated feed um, mm-hmm. for personal profitability. And I have another that's my personal one that I really use. And that one, I'd say once every day or two, there's something political I'll drop in often. But um, I, I say that's because these topics are too important to me to ignore. Right. Um, but that's not the focus of my account. That's like, something i say as a smaller portion of what i write sometimes it's sharing um previous posts i think are useful sometimes it's sharing articles and podcasts from other people i think are good sometimes it's sharing experiences like this um you know there's so many other things out there to define ourselves by than something so divisive and and (laughs) bot-like yeah and there's, there's also a difference between defining yourself as whatever and just being like oh by the way i also like this right and the yeah. fact they make it so front and center is what makes it so bot-like. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't act like a bot. And don't eat up what the bots are telling you. And the world will just be a better place. Think for yourself, everyone, on both sides of any issue. Think for yourself, please. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy how even something like net neutrality is very much along partisan lines. And it's like, no. And that I can't that, understand that, because that there's... something that everyone should want. <laughs> yeah, like, we were talking before we started recording today a little bit about net neutrality. I, I have a background in this area. And I can 
not figure out any possible benefit to net neutrality for anybody unless you either work at a large telecom company or own stock in a large telecom company, which is a very small percentage of people. Everybody else, net neutrality is a good thing. Right. 100%. And to circle this back to our second Facebook-related topic, being that they released a VPN service that you really shouldn't use for any reason ever, considering, you know, they're being fined by Belgium for breaking privacy laws. Um, now, the, the, I thought that was interesting. Right? It's a real... Why do you think, as a business decision, why do you think Facebook would want to build a VPN? Well, I think it's not that Facebook wants to build a VPN. We were discussing this a few episodes ago, that it seems that more and more companies aren't content with just doing what they do. I think there are more and more companies that want to do everything, or as much as they can. If you go into the Facebook app, you'll find that they have a VPN service. You can recommend like locations. If you go into the Messenger app, they have location sharing and the rip-off of Snapchat's uh, story feature, and they have you know, Facebook... Uh, well, it's like 80% of Facebook is just ripping off other features. Right, <laughs> because, Facebook has, because Facebook has a very well-noted methodology at this point they either they either buy something or if they don't like it they rip it off until the original company dies that is you know they couldn't buy snapchat so they just ripped the thing off and with instagram it um, must be really nice to have tens of billions of dollars in right can you imagine <laughs> i was watching the wolf of wall street just in the background like a week ago i'd, I'd seen it before but i was re-watching it right and i, I really like his philosophy on boats Mm -hmm. I was thinking, like, I live pretty close to the ocean. I'm about a, a 10, 15-minute drive from the beach. It's like, I should have a boat, right? But I don't want just, like, a normal boat, unless it's big enough to have a downstairs bedroom. I don't think it's my size boat. So I'm just going to wait until I can afford that. Yeah, you, you, need to, you need to up your profitability, clearly. This is what you're... <laughs> I, you know, if I want, like, a $100 million yacht, I'm going to have to do better than, uh, than 10000 a month. <laughs> But um, yeah, but, but I think it's what I think is interesting about this VPN thing is I don't know what they're trying to sell or how it would get into their time to their business in any way. So I have a VPN I've used um, for a couple of years. I have uh, an unlimited connection for one computer through VPN Unlimited. I got it on a deal a couple of years ago. Right. Um, and outside of you know doing things that are probably illegal like torrenting or mm -hmm. trying to use. Um, Netflix in another country to watch a show that's not available when you're traveling. Which is I completely a hypothetical, not a thing we actually do, we promise. Yes. I've never done any of this. I've never, like, torn anything. You yeah. just know it's but possible, if, right? But if I were to want to do that, like, I'd know that VPNs yeah. are, are essentially the way to cover your tracks. They're not perfect, but they're pretty darn good. Like, what is someone doing on Facebook that is so private that they need to VPN it where SSL you know, HTTPS, that connection that encrypts it, isn't enough. So on Facebook, you're sending... SSL is good enough to send money and banking information. Why isn't it good enough for your browsing pictures of your brother-in-law partying or your friend's kids or whatever? <laughs> well, as far, as far as my understanding is, the idea is that it's, it's, it's not on the website. You know, if you go on it via your computer, it's built into the app, which means that they can... Use a, you can have a VPN for your entire device. So it wouldn't just be the Facebook app, it would be any traffic that goes to and from your phone. The issue of this being, A, Facebook is taking all the information they can, 
be it's not encrypted between you and Facebook, right? So in the sense that Facebook can see whatever you're doing. No one else can, but Facebook can see everything. And whoever your VPN is going to, they can read everything. Right. So your your ISP, your internet provider that's giving your phone access, well, they'll just see data. But fa- everything will go through a Facebook server. <laughs> yeah. They'll and- have access to everything. So they can try to sell you more stuff that you want. And so to, I think that the reason that someone would use it is because they don't have a paid service or they don't know what free service to use. And they end up in a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll, Facebook is smart enough to realize when you're on public Wi-Fi. And I am almost 100% certain what they'll do is they'll pop up a little notification saying, hey, you're on public Wi-Fi. This is unsafe. Do you want to use our VPN? And, you know... 80% of people go, yeah, why not? You know, it's, it's safe, right? That will be Facebook's go-to excuse. And we'll end up in a situation where people are using Facebook's VPN because in their eyes, they're way safer than they were previously, which I guess they are from anyone trying to peep along the line, but they're not from Facebook. From Russian troll bot factories. Right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to hack you. Yeah. Actually, that's funny. I'll, uh, so I have, um, here's my phone. It's a Nexus 6P. Ah. I've had for a while and I have Google's project Fi phone service right and they actually have that exact feature built in where yes. if I'm somewhere with free public Wi-Fi it will just turn on a VPN so I and I do I'd like that I don't think I need it for most things that I'm doing on my phone because what am I again what am I doing on my phone on free public Wi-Fi that's super sensitive that's right. not already connected through SSL if you have SSL, I mean, there's kind of ways people could try to hack into what you're doing on free public Wi-Fi, but it's encrypted with SSL. And non-SSL stuff, they can see everything you're doing in full detail. So, so don't be a, if there's a bad guy who wants to know and knows how, they can get that. So I see a benefit to the VPN there, but it's um, yeah. I guess we're we're probably moving to a world where everything should probably be VPN, and then. Uh, then they can't get you on net neutrality either. Yeah, yes. And hackers. <laughs> the, the, the craziest thing, and I, 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 I figured I found this out when I was researching because I knew it was, I knew it had been close, and I, I was guessing that they sort of pushed it over, and it did. Which is uh, point three in the notes that the Facebook app is now larger than any of the Microsoft Office apps, right? So if you were to download <sighs> Excel, PowerPoint, or Word onto your phone. It's like they're each about 300 megabytes. The Facebook app is like 460 megabytes. Which and, is and they keep splitting out features into their own apps because it's gotten so bloated. Like, right. it has to have a separate messenger app and a separate pages app. Like, Facebook, you're trying to do too much. Let's, uh, it's let's slim this down a little. My phone's bloated enough as it is. The, the craziest part for me, though, is I'm not sure if they have the same on iOS, but again, they have this on Android. Where they have a Facebook Lite and a Facebook Messenger Lite, which is designed for... I got Messenger. Right. And, you know, that's designed for countries that don't have, you know, constant data and, or, and you know, have uh, devices with a lower amount of storage. And that thing is like 10 megabytes, which proves it's fully viable if they needed to. <laughs> like, they could make it like 10 megabytes. But they just refuse to. Well, for um, the main Facebook app, I use the regular version. Right. But even though I have big internet access and I'm at home with super fast internet most of the time, I still got the Messenger Lite version just because I, 
I find it works faster and better on my mm-hmm. phone. And even with like a you know $700 phone, <laughs> they still get slower and bogged down over time. Yeah. It's part of phones and, and higher demands of newer apps and things. So why do I need to shove a bigger app in there that only does what I can already do with text messaging, essentially, right. except with a different list of people? I actually kind of, like, I used to like Facebook Messenger and I don't anymore. I'm like, I've gotten over it. I'm like, just text me, <laughs> please. Just give me one place to get all my messages. <laughs> Interestingly, so uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, the full version of Facebook Messenger, I'm not sure if the light version does this. It actually lets you replace your normal text messaging app. So you'll get your text messages into Facebook Messenger, which is equally terrifying, but I do it because I, you know, because I'm all down for having one app for messaging, right? As you said. Um, I used to do that for uh, Google Hangouts. You used right. to be able to do that. And I got more Gchat messages from friends than Facebook messages. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to send all my text messages into Hangouts, mm-hmm. which was cool because then I could reply to all of my text messages from the Gmail web interface on the right. computer. So that was really cool. Um, when Google turned that off, I was kind of disappointed. And then they instead of replacing it with a one better thing, they made four or five new messaging apps all but at the all same works. time. They're all, they're all Duo. I, I actually like Duo. No, Duo, uh, it, no than... they're, they're fun, but they're, they're yeah. worse in the sense that they don't have the same user adoption because Hangouts was, you know, the, the big thing. Right. If they'd made yeah. Allo the default messaging app and it had text message support, which I think it might do now, but it didn't at the time. Um, yeah, it wouldn't do when they introduced it. I'm like, Cool, you can just make Allo my new default text and right. messaging app. It'll essentially be like what iMessage has been doing for years mm-hmm. for Apple people. But Google right. had to go screw screw that one up. They botched that whole launch. I got like I had one friend who had Allo, so I got rid of it. Uh, the only real thing I really liked about it was um, Google Assistant was built in, but now it's all built into my phone anyway. Yeah. And I have two Google Homes and another one on the way when they finally send me my new doorbell. Um, so, yeah, I could, that could be a fun one to talk about. I have a Nest doorbell ordered on the way. Oh, a Nest doorbell. Uh, Interesting. How yes. is are you uh, excited? So, with with I'm cameras just... everywhere and technology doomed to... I've been watching a lot of Black Mirror lately. With technology doomed to take <laughs> over our lives. <laughs> it's going to kill us all. Yeah, I've... Uh... We've actually been looking at um, getting a Nest security system also right. for our house um, because I think it's, it's a good idea uh, to have a security system. The Nest one costs a bit more than some of the others, but I already have a Nest thermostat and the right. Nest doorbell is coming next month. So I'm like, well, maybe it's worth spending an extra $100 or so to have it all be in one app on my phone and not get the abode or whatever competing um security systems we're looking at yeah i think i'm a serious google fanboy (laughs) that is the right way to be in my opinion (laughs) we have a way too much google (laughs) we have a recurring guest who's very much the opposite right he's he's very much an apple fanboy this this is also a recent occurrence like the last couple of years um i i met him via a honor honor did like a photo walk so uh honor was showing off their new flagship flagship at the time whatever it was and we were going around london uh taking photos with the devices they were showing it off so i met him there and you know i got in touch with him a year later and i was like hey do you want to come on our podcast i found out he'd he you know 
joined the dark side. And I was like, oh, how could you? <laughs> you monster. That's how and- I'm glad I'm not the only Android person who refers to iPhones as the dark side. Right? Like, Steve Jobs' ghost is like Darth Vader to me in real yep, life. very much so. It's, what's crazy to me, and I'm I'm saying this recording through a MacBook Pro, so like, we have an Apple device in the middle here. But, um, and I'm, I'm mostly happy with my MacBook. What I found changing from years and years and years of Windows to a MacBook Pro is that you should use whichever platform you know better because right. none, neither is really better than the other. Windows is not better. Mac OS is not better. They both have their bugs and their problems. Um, Especially you know, recently from the Mac OS point of view. Yeah, and, and now with the uh, Spectre meltdown, you know, we're all screwed anyway. It doesn't matter what you have. It's um, a good thing I built this PC like three months ago because this has a Ryzen yeah. chip, which AMD claims is unaffected, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm like waiting to get a new phone like three years from now or something when they've finally gotten rid of all these bugs. Then there'll just be a new one. Yeah, but um, I think my philosophy on iDevices, like iPhones, iPads, iThings, Mm -hmm. they, if I'm spending that kind of money on hardware, I want it to do whatever I tell it to do, not what Steve Jobs' ghosts dictates I am allowed to do with it. Right, yeah. That is why I'm on Team Android. And why I was a Windows guy for so long, uh, because with this phone, uh, getting it right from Google, which you know, when you get a phone in like, anywhere outside of the United States, it's pretty much unlocked. Like that's just how they sell them. Yeah. But because you know, America is America, our phones come from whatever phone company we sign up for. So Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, whoever, they like essentially own your phone, even though you own your phone. Yeah. With this phone... Well, well that's have... the thing, though. Technically, you don't own your phone. You're just borrowing it from the company. Or $30 a month or You're right. until it's not worth anything anymore, and then you can keep it. Yeah. yeah but so, so this phone I bought from Google, not from a phone company, given Google is my phone service. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife has the Nexus 5X, but with these, like we can do whatever we want with these. Like I talked to my dad, who has Samsung Galaxies, Right. He's mostly happy with them, uh, but oh, is that, that's what you got there, yeah. My, so, mine's kind of, oh, hang on, let me... Looks like it's had a little love. Oh, it's it's more than a little, I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, I just got a new screen like three weeks ago on my phone. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I cracked this just before coming to Georgia. It landed face first on some concrete. I only got the case after I broke the phone, because that's the kind of guy I am. And <laughs> High fives, we broke our phones with, within like a week or two the same way. Yeah, I was, uh, although, I was on a pogo stick. <laughs> oh, I feel like there's a story here that I need to hear. Go on. <laughs> I've, um, as a kid, I got really good on a pogo stick. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of grew out of it, as you do when you gain weight, when you grow. And your old pogo stick is made for you know, a 70-pound person, and you're like 100-and-something-pound person. doesn't work anymore. Right. So um, I have been wanting a new pogo stick for a while. And finally got one. Uh, for my birthday two, three weeks ago. Right. And was out in the backyard jumping on my brand new pogo stick, showing it off to my uh, to my little two-year-old who thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And my phone flew out of my pocket, laid it face Ooh. down on the concrete. That is how I, that is almost how I shattered my first ever phone. But, uh, the first time I shattered a phone, I was actually using a skipping rope. Because uh, <laughs> I, I was, you know, like 16, 17 at the time. And my dad was like, 
being my dad, right? So my sister had been skipping on it, on it, and she's like four years younger than me. And my dad was like, "Huh, I think it'd be funny if we get try and get George to skip." So he hands me the rope, and I have my phone in my pocket. I do like two jumps, and it goes right face first into the ground. Yeah, and I've had like I always use the like cheap two dollar made in China rubber phone cases Mm -hmm. because if you land on them almost any direction they're fine except for one way and that is how it landed but they're also a lot thinner and less obtrusive like you can get those otter box cases which i love because the company's headquartered in colorado where i grew up but otherwise i'm like it's a 30 40 50 dollar phone case that makes my phone twice the size and adds like a pound in my pocket versus you know, this little flimsy nothing case, it was like a dollar ninety seven with prime <laughs> shipping and right for the next day. You know? It's yeah, it's perfect except when you're on a pogo stick. Yeah. I, I have to ask, <laughs> have you had any issues with the battery in your phone? Um, I actually got a new battery after owning it for a little over a year, I'd right. say. Um, and that was because it, it was draining really quickly. I think that was partially a version issue. Partially, I am such a horrible phone addict that I just <laughs> beat the hell out of my battery over a year. They're, they're like, looking at it like, he's literally on Facebook 24-7. There's nothing we can do here. <laughs> you'd think I'm... I'm on Twitter so much, you'd think I'm president of the United States. <laughs> Having executive time. You yeah, know, um... But, you know, so I, I just, I'm always on my phone. Like, I read a lot. I, I just, I don't do a lot of video stuff. It's podcasts and reading, right. texting. They're the biggest things. But I probably cycle my battery, like, three or four times more than the average person who uses the phone, who right. has better things to do than use a phone. <laughs> so, there are better things uh, than using a phone? You're telling me people go you, outside? That's what my wife tells me. <laughs> And what did we do before we had these phones? You know what? Georgia is prone to power outages, right? And the biggest uh, issue with a power outage, as far as my grandparents are concerned, because I'm with my grandparents whilst I'm here, the biggest issue with power outages as far as they're concerned, well, my granddad doesn't really care. My grandmother, however, is like, oh no, that means we don't have internet. And it kind of takes me a minute to be like, I'm pretty sure you went 60 years of your life without internet, I'm sure you can manage for two hours. Like, well, do, you, do you want to hear the craziest here's how I'm reliant on internet story that really happened about on. two months ago? Um, this is this is not a funny one. This is this is actually crazy. Craziest things ever happened in my entire life. So um, we went to bed one night. You know, you know how there's those stories about how California is always on fire? Mm-hmm. Like, it even makes there were if it makes that, the news out in your you know, in the, in, you the, know in the summer one there yeah. there are some major fires there were just, quite recently um, if I could take this camera and extend the cable fifteen meters right and go through that wall that window right there yeah I could turn the camera and you'd see houses that burned down oh wow six within a block of... so the crazy. day that happened um, so we went to bed at about ten p.m. ish. Uh, which was actually a little late for us because uh, it doesn't matter what time I go to bed, the two-year-old will be up at like 5.30 in the morning. So <laughs> right. I'm just trying to go to bed early so I get a good night's sleep. Um, and at about 12.30, there was a loud knocking 
which my daughter at that point was in this phase of waking up in the middle of the night, having trouble opening her door and then right. coming and crawling into our bed. Whereas now she's in a phase where she just comes and crawls into our bed without waking us. Mm -hmm. So we wake up with like feet on our faces or something, <laughs> like a butt on your pillow. Uh, but you know, that, that's having a two-year-old. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. That doesn't. That's irrelevant to this story. But we thought it might have been her, but it was like a loud knock. So I went to the door and it was the neighbors across the street. He said, I don't know if you've heard about this fire. This might be the one we have to go. And I could wow. smell the fire. And I was like, well, what fire? And I walked where I was telling you it's the end of my driveway there and looked up and we're near this hillside and the whole thing was on fire. Like you could see houses crazy. on fire. It was, it was nuts. And the, that next couple hours, we're in a pretty small city. I'm in a city called Ventura. If you're in Los Angeles and your city's on fire like that, there is a news station that will be on talking about it like live. Right. Same thing in Denver where I grew up or Portland where I used to live. Ventura City is 120,000 people. We don't even have our own dedicated news channel. So there wasn't any news really coming out. The county was like busy fighting a fire, so they weren't giving us yeah. really good information. The best information I got the entirety of that time, even up to evacuating my house, um, where we then had a baby while we were evacuated, because my wife was within three days of due date when we got this fire. So we oh, had a wow. baby. We had to drive down a highway with flames on both sides of the car to go to the hospital to deliver the baby. So that that was my becoming a dad for the second time story. But that, but the, that sounds uh, exciting, if nothing else. I have a blog post about it. I'm happy to send you a link to it. It was a, it was a crazy experience. Please I wrote the blog named, post in the hospital. Please tell me you named hmm? the, the second child something like flame-related. Like yeah, hot, everyone hot on shot or something. Telling us to name her like Ember. <laughs> Right, and uh, we stuck with the with the original name we were planning, which is actually more appropriate in your side of the world you're in right now. We we named her Mila, which ah. is uh, my family is has uh, Russian roots way back when, so um, right. it felt like a good name for us. But um, so, but that time during that first night when all the fires were going on, the power lines burned up and some cell phone towers burned up, and some power transformers exploded. So we got to a point that the 4G was down and the 3G was down and I could only get text messages. Right. And I had a friend who lived on the other side of town who doesn't have any kids, so I assumed he would still be up at midnight. <laughs> I of texted course. him. Yeah, that, that and, sounds um, about reasonable. He, yep, that he was up <laughs> and he was able to get online because he was in a part of town that wasn't on fire and um, was able to give me like, do I need to like throw my kids in the car and run away right this minute kind of information. Right. And eventually they got the 3G back up. Um, but our power was out for our house. Our internet was out. There was The only way I was really getting news was walking out in the street and looking right to see how close the flames were. But then there was a Twitter account. Um, I should find it. I think it's VC Scanner is the name of it, which VC stands for Ventura County right. where I live. And he was the entire source of news I was getting really during the fires. He was listening to the police and fire scanners on the radio and then right. tweeting what they were saying. So that kept uh, that, that kept our, that kept a lot of families safer, I think. But it also shows how reliant we are on technology because the power went out and the cell phone tower went out. And I was like, well, crap. I, like, I can't, I don't know anything. Like, I don't have, this is, this is like living, like, on the, you know, in the wagon trail days when, when the power right. goes out. 
Like, so do I call my horse now? What do I do? What, do you just grab a horse real quick? Is that is that the next step? I don't know anymore. The car still worked. I don't know how without internet. Uh, well, if, if, if it was a Tesla, it wouldn't have worked car. without internet, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, if we get self-driving cars and when Waymo and all these companies come out with their cars and there's a fire and the cell phone towers go out, the cars just stop. <laughs> oh, man, that would be... Cr- I, I like... We'll miss our horses. I like to hope that self-driving cars are capable of driving without an internet connection. That they're, yeah, ju- they're just about safety. smart enough to be able to look around and see what's actually going on in front of them. What I also a lot hope, of people can. What I also <laughs> hope is that they don't mistake fire for roads, because that would be a yes. real issue. We actually have, um, funny you bring that up, during those fires, there was a big issue with all the map apps. Because people were going on to like Waze and Google right. Maps and Bing Maps. I guess people use Bing, <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> and, it's, it's, the, it's the only person who still has a Windows phone. That is who uses Bing yeah. Maps. <laughs> like there was, uh, remember Yahoo Maps back in the day? Yahoo had like, a that map That was like the first map set. That was before Google Maps. I remember I Yahoo not aware of this. Um, I think it was Yahoo. Like, or MapQuest. That was it. That was the original Map. Oh no, Yahoo, Yahoo had Maps. Uh, or it's still do Mac by West the sounds of it. Yahoo and yeah, that was it, my... it's technically still Waze. running. But um, Waze, you know, like, it's it's smart based on how other people are driving. It mm-hmm. can tell you where to go, where not to go. And it was sending people oh, into the fire no. on closed highways, putting people in these like the Highway 405, Ooh. which you've ever seen any movie ever. You've probably heard of 405 in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. This massive freeway, like. In the movie Volcano, I think fire shot out of it or something. Um, like it was literally like on fire on both sides, next to like the Getty Museum and the Skirball Museum, and you know, millions of people use that as a as like a main artery to drive through the city. And the and the GPS was like, all right, go this way, but it was closed and on fire, so it was like pointing people into traffic jams. My parents actually flew in during that to meet their new granddaughter. Right. And um, I told them, whatever Waze tells you, take Highway 1 around Malibu. Not only is it prettier and not on fire, it also does not put you in that traffic jam. Right. So that was one place I knew better than the internet, but usually the internet seems to know better than me. Yeah, usually the internet's fine. It's just... Oh, the internet is crazy, right? When you when you really break it down, the internet is like an ag- the aggregation of all human knowledge that has ever existed. Yeah, that's something I I use that exact quote almost. I say to, I have a cousin who's in middle school now. I remember when she was born, I had my first smartphone, which that's crazy to think about. And, or I might've gotten it when she was like two or three, when she was really little. But I said to my parents one day, I said, it's amazing that these kids that are born now will grow up never having known a time the entire knowledge of humanity was not accessible in their pocket. Right. On demand. Like, I had the world book when I was doing book reports in elementary school and stuff. You know, we didn't, we had AOL, you know, 24K or whatever it was, 28K dial up. Uh, what was before 12K, I think? 14K. 14.4. That was it. I think that was our first internet speed. 14.4 modem. And um, yeah, so it's a different world today a completely different way like wikipedia alone changes everything yeah it is 
the internet is a crazy place and usually it's a good place but sometimes it isn't thanks to the likes of facebook i actually <laughs> i actually um don't have a facebook app it's it's funny you 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 mentioned having the facebook app on your phone i actually deleted it about a month ago as a consequence of one of these podcasts we'd been and how did you i did that once for a few months how did you feel how do you feel without it i feel i feel you know what i didn't i didn't use facebook much anyway uh or i don't use facebook much anyway i should say and it was more of a you know what i'd go into like check notifications every now and again but that was literally 100 percent my usage of facebook and it still is and so you know i'll, I'll log into it like via the web browser but it's now half a gigabyte that i've got back on my phone <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had. Uh, have you ever seen the app Rescue Time? It's a really cool app. It tracks automatically what's on your screen, like based on what app it is. So it will tell you how many minutes you spend on Facebook, how many minutes you right. spend on Twitter, how many minutes you spend playing whatever uh, silly yeah, game you I downloaded. I have something similar right now. Let me. Uh, let me. So I use an app called App Up. It's just, again, so just logs usage. Idea, sounds like. Yeah, so what's cool about this, there's both the desktop version and a phone version that talk right. to each other. So I know how much time I waste in different apps and websites. Like It'll aggregate my Twitter usage. Yeah, there you go. Today's been a quiet day on my phone. I haven't done much. I've only watched two hours of YouTube. That's Only two hours only, of that YouTube? Is, that is legitimately a quiet day. Um, you, should, the... <laughs> you know what you could do with two hours a day, right? If you didn't put it into YouTube, if oh, you so like many promoting things. Promoting your podcast instead of YouTubing. That's like I'm. No, no, I, no, I no. YouTube like, is market research. It's market. Re I'm figuring out what the other oh, people totally. are doing. <laughs> right. Should... Yeah, like that's like that's why I get to write off my internet bills. Like this is for work. It's, uh huh. <laughs> it's uh, let's see. I'm gonna pull up Rescue Time and see if it... uh, it's funny. So Rescue Time had told me a couple weeks after I downloaded it, that I was spending an inordinate amount of time playing Star Wars Heroes of the Galaxy on my phone. Is that, so the, is that I, the, like, the, the one with like cards or something? Like kind that? of. I, yeah. I, I think like, I've filled up your Star Wars cards. characters to fight yeah, yeah, other yeah, people's yeah. Star Wars characters. And I was like playing this game way, 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 way too much, which my wife and my brain were telling me, but I ignored. And um, then Rescue Time quantified it. Here's my... Uh, Here's my current uh, snapshot of rescue time. So it kind of breaks it down into categories right. of like, oh, that's good, cool. The red is bad time. Um, <laughs> that's social network. Not even fifty percent. That doesn't even count. And shopping. Yeah, I've Reference spent, and learning is number one for me. I've spent twenty-one hours between YouTube and Reddit in the month of February. In the last thirty days. Anyway, well, it's loading. It's calculating right now. Um, but I decided I was spending way too much time playing games. So I deleted the one and I just started playing another one. <laughs> this is obviously a problem because it's it was like taking my productivity away like it did when I didn't have important things to do when I was in middle school and high school. So right. I deleted all the games from my phone and then my Twitter usage skyrockets. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. I guess that shows my technology addiction. I just replace it with another. You need to, you see, need here, to last... see what you need to do is replace it with like Microsoft Word, and then you're and then you're all set, right? I, I um, that's one of the things I track. I use Google Docs more now, but yes, I, yeah, I, 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 I do money. too. But it's it's 
that's saying, saying Microsoft Word is so much more. That's the blue line right there. It's oh, designing competition. <laughs> but um, let's see. The last 30 days, this is an average of nine hours and 43 minutes per day of screen time. Is that high or low? I don't know. I think that, I, I think many people would class that as high. <laughs> my wife would. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I would, and I'm quite frequently on my phone. Let's see, 62 <laughs> hours of the last month reference and learning. So that includes like Google, uh, Google Now, and, and news stuff. Does, 50 hours of social networking. Does well, Google the, Now really count as learning, though? <laughs> doesn't much market research. <laughs> oh, of course, yes. Now that you mention it, <laughs> of course it I is. Swiped to, it's, I, um, it, it's cool how it customizes your feed. So it, it does give me topics about personal finance, entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. technology, things that I write about. So I do count that. It, it's a gray area. It's not red yeah, no, or definitely. blue. That's the uh, the gray bar if you see on the thing the, on the bottom. All right, yeah, yeah, reference yeah. And learn. Red is bad. That's games and social media and shopping. Right, but awesome. one way, but I realized like I have a really long timer set on my phone, right? And I just have it on a lot during the day. Even oh, if, if you just kind of computer. leave it, it will. Yes, yeah, so like I might have Twitter open and look away, and I think it'll count like ten minutes of me using Twitter. Right, so my phone's just sitting there plugged in with Twitter on, and I'm not really tweeting or reading tweets or doing anything tweet related. And if I read an article someone linked to in Twitter and it opens in the Twitter app, I think that counts as Twitter time. Yes. So I could be reading yeah. the most brilliant educational article ever on personal finance, but here it'll show up as social networking time. So I try to give myself a little slack, but having that app, um, you know, I don't have any excuse to say I don't know how much time I'm playing games or doing other things on my phone. And that does keep me more productive, I think. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's something I installed actually right at the start of February, right? So in this case, I installed the app for February eighth, and I I've had a very similar feeling of like, oh, so this is how much time I use. Oops. <laughs> it's well, the moment you're aware of it, you're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, self awareness is a uh, is is an amazing thing. So I've actually just signed up for, luckily I use, um, what's what I'm looking for? Luckily I use LastPass and that sort of autofills everything. I'm also, I could not live without LastPass. Right. I mean, it is crazy. For my people that do, I'm like, life. how do you do this? Well, I, I know exactly how they use the same unsecure password on every single website. Well, yeah. <laughs> what I did, I, I never really realized how bad it was. Like, you know, people out there, it's easy to find good password guidelines. Like, everyone knows your password shouldn't be, like, God123. Right. Um, or something like that. Or, like, Sex654. Like, it makes me think of in um, in the movie Spaceballs, where he's like, the combination to the air vault is one, two, three, four, five. He's like, oh, no, that's the combination of my luggage. <laughs> like, like we've known this since the 80s about bad bad, bad, bad uh, security and stuff um but I, when i did my web design freelancing i would have to get passwords from people for their you know web um, domain accounts and hosting accounts and right. wordpress sites and things like that and i was blown away by how many 
use the same passwords and bad passwords. Like it's it's really, really easy with LastPass or Dashlane or whatever your preferred yeah. password manager is. I'm a LastPass guy. I know that the super, super security conspiracy theorists out there say there's some downsides of LastPass because your passwords are being stored in a cloud server. But it is so encrypted. That and it's so much more convenient, time, right? Yeah. Like someone broke into that server once and you know what they got? Nothing. Like, it's like if you rob a bank and you walk away with a bunch of deposit slips. Right. Like, that's not worth anything to you. Like, come on. So, so I changed my master password and I didn't worry. I moved on with my life. But, it's, um, but yes, please, listeners, use secure passwords and maybe a secure password manager like and use two-factor authentication oh they give you this for free just just do it it's just i see so many people be like but why would i want two-factor authentication i'm like but why wouldn't you like let's be i'll tell you why you would in one sentence (laughs) right russian troll factories That is that is the answer to everything from now on. Whenever someone asks me anything technical that I'm not willing to get into, I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, that? Those are personally targeted by the Russian troll factories. Instantly. They'll instantly sign up. They're farting fire. They're <laughs> farting... Sp- not fire. Farting glitter. <laughs> They're farting fire. That would be even better. Oh, man. It's crazy. You know, I feel like <laughs> that should be the new I'm tagline totally for the podcast. You. I totally oh, it happens every time. Your topic for today. <laughs> it happens every single episode without fail. It's actually a miracle that we ever cover more than one of these topics. But I actually, I think I find a couple of them interesting. Would you want to do like the the like lightning round version? Like, I feel like that'd be fun. Let's do it. Right, you, you can All pick right. first. Let's uh, we can we can take it in turns if you like. Go for it. Let's go with Skype. I think that's oh, a fun one. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's not Skype, been a good week for Microsoft either. <laughs> I just want to say before and carry on, uh, we're looking into moving over to Discord as of probably next week or so. So feel free to insult Skype all you want because I'm going to be gone soon. <laughs> there's also, you've got Zoom, you've got, um, there, there's a few good options out there. And, and we all, in the podcasting world, we always go with Skype because it most of the time just works and it's free for what most of us need to do. But when your entire computer can be hijacked by a hacker because of a bad DLL, mm-hmm. that includes Mac and Linux. That's scary. And it's, it's such a fundamental flaw that it sometimes makes you wonder if they ever test these things. Well, I guess they clearly did because it's been in there since the inception of Skype, right? So the fact it's only just been found, I guess, means it was pretty well hidden i say hidden like like it was intentional it's pretty well falls out all of our intel chips we've thought have been great for like 12 years (laughs) touche touche (laughs) little did we know that someone had like it sounds like a bond villain specter and meltdown well specter is one of the bond films Right, right. That's why that's why it feels like it sounds like a Bond villain, because it's literally the name of a James Bond movie. <laughs> but, yeah, so this security thing in Skype, um, it's it seems crazy to me. But what was craziest to me, not craziest to me, it, what part of the craziness is that it's such a bad problem. 
that they're going to rewrite the entirety of Skype mm -hmm. rather than just like fix the bug. Right. That means it's a really big bug. Like yes. really, really, really big. So I, I'm not a security expert. I tried to get a security expert to explain it to me and I know it 0% better than I did before. However, I will try and explain it. Essentially what's going on here is that when Skype goes to update, its updater process at some point calls a DLL uh, to get some information and it also writes a DLL for itself later down the line. The issue being if you exploit that process, you can get system privilege, which is like administrative privilege, but one step higher. So they can do whatever they want with zero limits. So it's it like, is terrifying. It's like they got pseudo. Yeah, it, 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 that is literally it. It is pseudo for Linux uh, or pseudo for Windows, I should say. Uh, it is I love... Uh... Crazy. I've seen uh, some t-shirts. Um, actually, it wasn't a t-shirt. It was a comic or something. This guy was like, hey, make me a sandwich to his wife, and she wouldn't. <laughs> and he said, pseudo, make me a sandwich. And she was like, okay. <laughs> that sounds like something XKCD like would write. Yeah. It is, it's an XKCD yeah. comic, number 149. There we go. Yeah. Pseudo, yeah. make me a sandwich. Let me, let me think of that every up. once in a while. Like, I wish you... that was a thing in real life. Have you ever asked Google Home to make you a sandwich? I've not. I have you one should. right it's behind hilarious. me. It's hilarious. Do it. Do it right now. Should we now. do it it's right hilarious. now? Like, I have one in this room. One moment. Should, should this be live internetting? Do it. Do me it. asking. <laughs> okay, Google. Make me a sandwich. Did you hear that? <laughs> there we are. <laughs> It said it's not a reversible spell, but I'll try. And then there was a chime, and it said sandwich. Yeah, it it that is, it, it is in my opinion, like the sassiest, best reply that Google Home can give to that. There, the good one of the, the good ones is ask both Alexa and Google Home Star Wars or Star Trek. I've not tried one. that. Hang on, let me let me it, grab my phone. Right and right. asking the meaning of life is another good one. Yes, of course, which but, we all know the answer is forty-two. Of course. Uh, hey, Google. Oh, oh, hang on. Let me. Star Trek or Star Wars? Here is information from Wikipedia. Oh, that's, that's, that's the wrong. <laughs> that's up. Which is better, maybe? Uh, I maybe. forgot. There's this way. Hey, hey Google. Which is better, Star Trek or Star Wars? Here are some results from the web. They've, they've become, oh, man, politi they've, they've become politically like... correct. Yeah, it used to tell me, like, um, Captain Picard flying the Millennium Falcon or something. It's like <laughs> that was awesome. If you um, something that I find really fun is asking Cortana for opinions on other digital assistants. Oh, uh, what is what does she think of Siri? Uh, she thinks of, of the one for Siri was hilarious. I can't remember it at this moment, but they were always so smart. so ridiculous. <laughs> um, I liked the, the you, there's I don't know if they're still in there. There were some funny Easter eggs in Google Maps, like ask for directions from Los Angeles to Hawaii. It's like go to Port of Los Angeles, get on a jet ski, go one thousand yes. miles west. <laughs> like that is so cool. Like, directions to Japan, like get in a canoe. <laughs> like I hope no one tried to canoe across the Pacific Ocean. Someone probably did. Let's be honest. Right, so this is the... I've pulled up the XKCD comic for the viewers to see. 
Uh, it's actually an old one. It's number 149. For context, we now have... How many do we have now? 1,956. So it was one of the first. Uh, so let's, let's see what Cortana does when we ask it for its opinion on Siri real quick. Uh, you won't be able to hear it, but for viewers will, I'll, I'll relay it over to you. Uh, listen really closely. So, oh, you know what? Uh, actually, no, that wouldn't work. Right, so, what's your opinion on Siri? Oh, it doesn't do it anymore. Uh, hey, Cortana. What do you think of Siri? I think it's cool that she's out there trying to make people's lives a little easier. Oh, my screen covers it, but she says, I think it's cool that she's out there trying to make lives, people's lives a little easier. Oh, there's there's like a There's a cycle of them, obviously, and one of them was like really sassy, and it was hilarious. It was... Do you, what are your rules on inappropriate language on this show? Uh, they're okay as long as they're not overboard. Like, if, okay, I'll, if I'll use one bad word. If, if, so his and this is I guess, I guess useful for anyone listening as this well. It's a serious story. Um, <laughs> it, it's what I find is sometimes you're you're in a situation where you're so like emotionally caught up in something that you can't help but swear. Right, it happens. So I'd much rather people like be that emotional versions of themselves and genuinely like portray how they feel, as opposed to every thirty seconds being like, I haven't sworn yet, have I? And being, you know, <laughs> hyper on edge. Because that's happened. There are people who are, like, extremely make sure they don't swear. And then they're just boring to talk to. Well, having little kids, I just don't very often. Right. Like, like we, we use replacement words and things. So I just have gotten bad language out of my vocabulary in general. But this story happened before I had kids. Right. Uh, it was when Siri was new. And you could teach it to say your name. Mm-hmm. And I was on a road trip with my buddy. Um, we were driving from Denver to Omaha to see Warren Buffett at the uh, Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting. Oh, wow. And he went into a bathroom, and I took his phone, and I said, from now on, call me badass motherfucker. But I didn't <laughs> tell my friend. And, like, he had just gotten this phone, so it was, like, this fun new toy for him. Right. And it probably took, like, two or three hours for it to come out the first time. And he's, like, saying something to Siri, and she's like, well, badass motherfucker. And I was like, Yes! <laughs> Did it, did it bleep out the word fucker? Because I know it no, would it now. It. So it said it. It said it. Ooh. Because like, that's the first setting I turn off. Because the Google Home does it as well. Like By default, it censors explen- explicit. Right. So anything Explicit? Expletive? Expletive. I don't know what the word is. I think it's expletive, probably. But no, it, your country invented English. You right? should know better than me. <laughs> I probably should, but oh well. <laughs> it's the situation we're in now. But... um. But if you, um, you know, if you swear to Siri or, or, or I say if you swear to Google Assistant or if there's a result that includes swearing, it just beeps it out. That is the first setting I turn off the moment I like set up a new device. I'm like, nope, I want you to swear. <laughs> <laughs> there's this TV show called The Good Place. Oh, um, it is so good. Have you seen that? That show is so uh, good. I love it so much. Like Kristen Bell, we mm-hmm. just want to be our friend, my wife and I. Like, we just feel like <laughs> her and Dax, Shepard and her husband, would yeah. just, like, be good friends of ours. And they only live, like, two hours away. If you're listening, K-Bell, give, give me a ring. definitely is, right? Let's be Obviously, completely honest here. Of course. How um, could she? In that show, I, I love how the F word becomes fork. Yeah. And uh, my wife has a- adopted that a little bit. Whereas, right. like, I've kind of 
like if I stub my toe, I just go like, ah, or something now. Cause right. little kids parrot everything you say. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, she, she throws in fork and fudge and things. So like fork you. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a, I wish it would do that instead of beeping it. That was my favorite part of like, to talk about the good, we're sidetracking again. Isn't this great? Uh, to talk about the good place real quick. This is what happens when I'm the guest on someone's show. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every week, and I don't dissuade it because it's just more fun this way. Um, when and this is a major spoiler for season two, so just be aware of this. Oh, I can't listen then. Oh, have you not seen season two? Seen season one. Oh, okay. In that case, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've only seen what's on Netflix. We don't That's, have TV at home. Uh, oh, because it's an ABC show, isn't it? Or MB- one of those. We get it on a One delay. of the PCs. Yeah, because yeah, we, we get it week by week here. So we've seen all of season two. Ah. If, I had a, if I had a TV that had cable or an antenna, I could do that. But for streaming, yeah. we only really use Netflix. So oh, actually, limited. you know what? I, pro- you, I probably... Um... No, I'll, I'll, I'll stay safe. I won't mention it. That's fine. You could torrent it. It's yeah, just, not just, that we do that, but if you wanted to. If, you could, if you wanted to, you could hypothetically use a VPN and torrent it. Use your Facebook VPN. And hypothetically, <laughs> the URL would be in the description. The Pirate Bay. That's actually blocked in the majority of Europe. The Pirate Bay doesn't yeah? work. Yeah, under a... They keep changing, like, .org yeah. to .cc to... Yeah, there's that. Like, ags became mm-hmm. something else. It's like... Yeah, they have a bunch of uh, proxies as well. They have a bunch of proxies over here. But they have, um, I think it's, a, again, a primarily European thing. They have the ability to deem websites illegal as a whole. And so everyone has to block it. And the Pirate Bay is almost the only situation where that occurs. Um, huh. So, yeah, if you try to access the it's Pirate like Bay... It's like net neutrality, but I understand not... trying to enforce copyright laws. Right. And the crazy thing is, if you try to access it too many times, they then have to tell the government. So the first time you do it, they're like, hey, we see you're trying to pirate something. You shouldn't do that. And then like five times in, they're like, hey, you really shouldn't be doing that. And then like the 10th time they go, okay, we've, we've let the government know. They might storm it. and knocking. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's funny. I have a friend who, um, I don't know what I'm allowed to say about this, so I'll keep it super high level. He used to work for a large email company. Right. And um, one of, he got promoted and along the way ended up in this job where he was the contact person for the FBI and Interpol <laughs> trying to hunt down like kitty porn and online oh, drug wow. rings and stuff who send all those spam emails. Right. They were like doing all the backward tracing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So my friend got to, like fly to Prague and met Interpol there. They went and busted a child porn ring. I'm like, dude, that is like almost James Bond, except that you did it from your laptop. <laughs> did he do, do the world famous hacking scene where they just kind of mash against the keyboard and they're like, oh, look at me hacking. It was just like in the movie Hackers, actually, where these cartoon images came up that were like, access denied. <laughs> then you had to turn right and go through the other tunnel. There's a... But my favorite thing, once you notice it, you won't be able to unnotice it. It's that every single, like, hacking thing that is a generic hacking thing but don't have, like, their own graphics are just using hackertyper.net. And once you huh. notice it, 
you can't unnotice it because the way hackertyper.net works is every time you click a button, it gives you like a random chunk of text. I think it's .net. I'm checking this out right now. Hackertyper? Yeah. Hackertyper.net. So this is, let me pull it up so the um, audience can see it real quick. I see geektyper.com. Oh, Hackertyper Neo. Uh, nope. So if you let me let me send this to you down Skype. So this is gonna mess up the camera real quick. Fix it again. So I've sent you the. Cool. So you you go here and you're greeted by what looks like a blank screen. With if you look up the top, you'll notice there's like a green flashing cursor. And then now the podcast is gonna be missing this real quick. So let me just get a few lines down. And every time you tap a key, it adds a little bit more text. So huh. if you mash the keyboard you end up with something that looks like you're coding. Uh, if you press but it doesn't mean anything. Uh, so it does mean something. It's actually just a chunk of Linux, I believe, that, they're just, oh. that just repeats, if I recall correctly. But um, it's a chunk of like Linux that does basically nothing, um, if oh. I recall correctly. But yeah, if you press and hold it, it'll just go through it, um, and you'll figure out the point where it loops eventually. But yeah, this is what like the most generic things use. They just like, you know, you, you, you make it look like you're, tap, you're typing and then they're like, oh my God, they're, they're hackers. It's crazy. It's like that, what's that scream? The Wilhelm scream. Have you heard yes, of that? Yes, the Wilhelm scream. It's like that. It's like the Wilhelm for hackers. <laughs> and then my, my most, the way I used to make it look like I was hacking was if you open up command prompt and do color zero two, which means the background stays black and the text color actually changes to green and then I'd use the tree command because that just gives you a list of all of the files on your device. It just gives you a, a structure chart of your, of your hard drive. So like DIR slash P right. in, the, in, the old, but in, the, a, in the old C prompt days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you type in tree and to the uninitiated, now unfortunately my C drive is an SSD um, and is practically empty so you won't actually find anything. I don't anything. think that's unfortunate. That sounds wonderful. Uh, I, I meant more from a showing this off. Ah, oh, here we are. So I'm now doing my D drive, which is like an eight terabyte hard drive that we use to store everything on. And you can see like it looks to the uninitiated person that someone's hacking something because it's like going through line by line and just giving every file it finds. Huh. Um, and if I just interrupt this by hitting... You just downloaded the Matrix screensaver. Oh, that is that is next level. That is not even like pretending you're doing something. That is just then just level. like walk away and your computer will start doing it. Oh man, computers to be uninitiated must be terrifying. I can only imagine. I was thinking like if you and they've done this in movies a couple of times, but like if you were really to take someone like one of the smartest people of their time, like a Ben Franklin or a yeah. Alexander Hamilton, or go like way back even like. Um, Genghis Khan, like some of these like old leader people mm -hmm. of the world and plop them down in like modern Times Square or even just put them in a room with a smartphone. Right. And just like show them what you can do. It's incredible. Like the things we can do today because of technology, like I haven't bought the $900 vacuum, but there is a way I could say to my house, okay, vacuum. Right. We'll like do it. Like I can say okay, Google, turn on the office light. The light over my shoulder is about to turn on. Like, There's all these cool things that we can do today. And my biggest complaint about technology today is I can't call my Google Home computer, like on Star Trek. Uh, but you, otherwise... Oh, no, you can't. But you can call an Amazon Echo computer. 
because that was yeah, something they, that. they put in in an update. I gave my mom my old Echo, and then I was like sad about it because I'm like, you can call it computer, but I have to say, okay, Google. Right. That's, that, that is, um, I think I, I, I try to keep in uh, watching what's going on in, in the land of, you know, googly stuff. Um, and I think I saw on the Google subreddit that um, someone's found in some, uh, some lines of an update for an upcoming uh, APK that they're, they're working to implement custom wake words. So you'll be able to make it whatever you want. Um, I'm, I'm really looking for a computer. I don't need a lot of words. I just need one. The interesting thing is we used to have an Amazon Echo in our kitchen before we replaced it with a Google Home. And the biggest issue everyone in my family had was saying, hey, Google, instead of Alexa. So when I was like, you know, we'll be able to set up a custom wake word. What should it be? Everyone said, Alexa, that should be the wake word for our Google Home. Because it just, because <laughs> they were so used to it. That is like Jeff Bezos, if he was listening to this, would be like shooting off fireworks on that comment. Oh, yeah. Because that's, when you think about it, that's their entire purpose, right? They really embed the phrase into your mind so that when Amazon next goes to unveil something that uses Alexa, it's so in your head that you just go, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to get that. It's like when you have a cold, do you grab tissues or do you grab a Kleenex? Right. It's, It's like turning the brand into the name. And uh, yeah, that's that's brand power right there. And I think the the best example of that being duct tape. Yeah, duct tape. Because all all heavy silver tape is duct tape. Yeah. Which is technically branded and is also technically way off topic. <laughs> it's like champagne <laughs> and tequila, and you know, there's all these words like that. Right. That have well, nothing to do with technology. Yeah, right. Oh, I've just realized my, my webcam is dropping frames like there's no tomorrow. Let me see if I can fix this. That's it's like you're... That's only made it worse. Really, it's like you're in a really bad nightclub with this weird strobe. Let me, let me see Maybe. if I can get it back again. Uh, that's not much better. I'm you're still improving. Give me... Let me... So I have a light. Uh, uh, oh no, you're back. Wait, maybe not. No, no there's a light behind the webcam. Uh, that is, I I should have put in a second, a different battery, but I didn't. So it's now practically dead. And now my webcam is trying to compensate for it. Uh, let me see if I can do something here. Dude, this is real tech podcast troubleshooting right? behind uh-huh. on the internet. This is. This is part of what makes live podcasting like great and horrible at the same time. Because as much as I love it, I now have to troubleshoot this live. Um, you were, you're fixed. You turn the light off and you're better. Let that me was it. Bump up. Can I like get some form of like brightness compensation here? Because I'm like, you, you know what? That will have to do. Filter. It, it, let me one moment. Come on, give me, give me some saturation. Oh, this looks horrible, but it'll have to do. Hey, look, I'm back at 30 frames a second, but uh, whatever the hell this looks like. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, God. If you're if you're a listener, because this does go out in audio-only form later, um, so in about 24 hours, it'll be out in audio form as well for people who listen to this as a podcast as opposed to watch us live. You'll, they'll be listening to this like, what the hell is going on right now? So uh, <laughs> apologies to you guys. 
However, so, so I'll, I'll I'll paint the scene for everyone. Yes, I'm a writer. Please do. I should be able to yes, explain come on. it, right? Let's, let's, yeah, come so, on. So it looks just like it did before, <laughs> except the room is darker and there is a shade of white filter on top. It is. That is basically it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make it beautiful or anything. I just, no, I just, you, you just said it as it was, and I appreciate you for that. Uh, now we've got it like. Oh god! Really now it looks really. Hang on, let me, let me. I think, I think, I think. Um, what's going on? You look like someone pushed the inverse button on Photoshop. Oh god! <laughs> Wait, hang on. Is it? Yeah. This is. Isn't this fun? Isn't this totally what we should be doing with our lives right now? What is? I hope everyone. I hope everyone out there is doing something useful. So if while you're listening. Imagine, yeah, like. <laughs> If this is all you're doing right now, you're really wasting your life. So you should really be doing at least, at least some like gardening or something along with this. But you can like be on a treadmill, so can, right? So you can claim you did something productive whilst listening to this podcast. Yeah, build uh, your, uh, build up your cardiovascular health a little bit as you listen to us tinker with color levels. On oh man. Okay, I think I think I'm fixed. You're pretty much back to normal. Yeah, wow. I think we, we're you know. Amazing what a few color controls can do for you. I just want to say also, Logitech, because we know you're listening to this, can you please fix your autofocus? Like, step number one, whenever I use this webcam is, turn off autofocus. I have a, um, I'm using an old Microsoft Livecam HD plugged into my MacBook Pro through a, uh, actually have a little 10 port USB hub. But uh, I have a Canon Rebel T5i, and right. I've yet to try to figure out how to use that for live video. So I know it's possible. Right. I have to get a wire I don't have. I mean, I probably have the wire if I dig in enough boxes. But that is, I mean, that, that is one of the most amazing things, right? Being like, it's probably in a box somewhere if I look for like 10 minutes. I'm sure I can find it. I had it. one of those today. So right now we are recording... I'm going to move my camera to show you this. That, that's my Zoom recorder there. Right. Yeah, I'm, going to, I'm going to make you guys a little nauseous with the angle. So that's my Zoom recorder. I got it um, to make this fancy microphone work. This is right. a Shure SM7B. This is a Zoom H6. And the whole time I've been using it, I've been using it in USB mode. And I've had some weird issues with like feedback and looping and audio. It's like there's got to be a way to just plug it in like a speaker into the zoom so i have one audio in from the speaker from my microphone and one from the computer that way i could do audio from the computer into the podcast i was like there's got to be a wire i have for this somewhere and i am an occasional nightclub dj in a past life when i right. say past life in like a few years ago so i just opened my dj bag and i found it in like four seconds <laughs> like well i've been complaining about this for three months two months oh wow. and i could have fixed it in four seconds by walking into my closet and opening a bag i haven't tried it yet but it's plugged in it looks cool <laughs> that's what matters as long as it looks cool i think we're uh i think it's safe the to more say. wires that come out of my audio recorder the more professional i look like i mean i just need to plug two or three more in i might as well be this american mike you know call what? me i record we we occasionally <laughs> we occasionally film videos for other people because you know the podcast is all well and good, but we also have a production side where we do like adverts and stuff like that. The amount of clients we've lost, and I, you know what, I'm kind of glad we lost them because they're not the kind of clients I personally would want. Where 
they like you know we'll be doing something we'll show show them our portfolio or whatever and they really love it and then they go but do you use red cameras and we go no we use canon whatever whatever's and they're like oh mm, yeah i i really want someone who uses a red camera and we're like what like that is your that is the only thing we're missing right now like because they're so they're such a big name that the moment you say you're using something that isn't red they're like mm, oh well but i'm like i say if i hear someone say they're using a canon i'm totally happy with that you know if someone said they're using their iphone that is when i might be a little unhappy with the right. quality even though it's probably just fine um, but and, uh, you know, any, any DSLR is going to give you a good quality result. Yeah, and it's and, also very much how you even dropped it. Yeah, and it's very much how you <laughs> use the camera, right? And so we have, you know, our our, um, our videographers are very much professionals in the way they handle the camera, and they know its limits, and you know what they can and can't do with it. And so, you know, we have some gorgeous-looking stuff we filmed. And, you know, everyone is always very impressed with it until we say it was shot on a Canon. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, oh, well. And it's like, what? I, what do you mean? There was oh, this well. great study. This has nothing to do with technology, but it is really Never is the rest of this episode, so let's, let's talk about I, it. <laughs> I read it online, so I used technology to learn this. Okay, um, there yeah, was an economics enough. study. Economics professors did a study where they... Um, blind taste test had all these people blind taste test wine right and they oh, I'm aware of told this. them what they were what they cost on some and they didn't tell what they cost on others and they lied about the costs to mm -hmm. others and the number one factor that tells you how much you are going to like a wine is how much you think it costs my, it has my... nothing to do with the actual wine quality if you think it costs more it will be better to you. And that's, so that's what's going on. It's like really just a mental block that's not based on reality. It's crazy that it's so wine related because there's also a similar study and I'm, I'm aware of this because I actually, um, I actually helped out with some uh, filming and some website creation for a wine co uh, company that sells wines in the UK. Um, there was a it's study. Gary Vee, but he's not in the UK. Well, I'm usually in the UK, unless I'm volunteering at a TV station in Georgia. So, <laughs> um, but there was a study done where they got everyone to blind or to taste test a couple of wines, and they told they told them which wine was which and how much they cost. So everyone tastes them, and they all agree that the more expensive one tastes better, and then they go, "We were lying all along. They're both the same wine." just in two different glasses, and we told you they're different. And they'd come up then with... Then like, they all thought the one they thought was more was better. Right. And then they That's took not it, always true. And then they took it a step further, because then they showed... Then they gave them a red wine and a white wine, and they went, you know, these are these wines, they're, they're, these are the characteristics, whatever. And so, you know, people would taste it, they're like, oh, you know, the, the red wine is more whatever red wine... I don't drink wine. Whatever earthy. makes yeah, it's more earthy. You can you can taste the ground. I don't know. Um, hints of hints of peach and pear. Whatever. And coffee. And then like, the... that's always crazy to me. I'm like, yeah, I don't taste peach in my coffee or my wine. I I taste grapes. Right. That's what I taste. And then the white wine was you know like lighter and you know nicer to drink. Buttery. Yeah. Whatever. And then they go. Sorry, we lied again. 
the red wine is just the white wine, but we put red dye in. Like we just put some food dye and some red and some white wine, and told you it was red wine. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you know the biggest difference between red and white wine? It's how they make it. They're actually like the exact same thing. The reason that one has a color and one doesn't is how the peels work in the fermentation process and stuff. It's, they're pretty much the same thing. It's all just grapes. Oh, it is a uh, fermenting crazy, but they're crazy delicious. stuff. I've, I've, I, I'm not much of a. So I think we we've strayed so far from technology, but I feel like we're never going to get back on track. But you know what? That's just fine. Tell me about Huawei. <laughs> I will tell you about Huawei right after I talk about my drink preference. I can't drink beer or wine because the way I like to say it is I like my alcohol to not taste like alcohol. So I drink like cocktails and cider and like my my genuine go-to line when I'm in a, in like a bar that I've not been to before is give me the most feminine drink you have because it will be something with like a flower in or that is extremely fruity and that's just the kind of drinks I like. <laughs> they let you live in England? Yeah, like I know, crazy, right? Like I thought they like kick people out like that. Like make England great again, only beer drinkers. <laughs> Oh man! Only if you drink Guinness. What does the Queen drink? That's what I want. Oh, it's probably some form of wine. Maybe yeah. mimosas. I don't know. Something, I like something, a good mimosa. something prohibitively expensive. I'm sure. Mimosas aren't that expensive. No, no, I meant in general. Well, I guess it depends. If you pour Cristal into your mimosa versus two dollar brute from the bottom of the liquor store, mm-hmm. two quid. Sorry, <laughs> two quid brute. I've I've been in Georgia for the last three months, and I've become so like desensitized about it at this point. Where like where someone says do- because you know they have their own currency here, but everything is compared to the dollar. So you can go into any store and either pay in the local currency or in dollars. <laughs> I'm just, and that that in itself is crazy to me, right? You know, there's there are a, two countries that are not the United States that their official currency is the U.S. dollar. <laughs> I remember that from from back in the international business, and I'm curious what countries they are. Yeah, the that sounds like those countries need to up their game. Like, make your own money. Come on, yeah, you can do it. It's not that hard. Like, come on, like you can make Bitcoin. I feel like, like what's, what's or, happened there is they've smuggled in some US dollars and then gone, quick, make this the currency of choice. It's, uh, it's Ecuador is the one I was thinking of. And uh, El Salvador. Right. And Zimbabwe. Oh, wow. Also. Oh. Huh. And like some of the others on the list, like Guam and American Samoa and the US Virgin Islands, I get that. They're like yeah. kind of, they're technically the United States. That's right. like Gibraltar uses the pound kind mm-hmm. of. I got to go to Gibraltar. It was one of the best places I've ever been in my life. It's like going to England in the 1400s. Like, <laughs> I haven't Admiral been. Admiral Nelson is still the bee's knees. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's cool <clears throat> in Gibraltar. It's like old England. It is really fun. It's like the, the culture just stopped evolving at a certain point there and, and stayed. In, yeah, that era. The Battle of Trafalgar, things like that. You know, things that Americans don't even learn about in school. That, that's what they get excited about in, uh, in Gibraltar. <laughs> right. So I think, I think we're going to have to do it. I think we're going to have to have to go back to tech topics. <laughs> I've... So Huawei got people to write fake reviews for an unreleased phone. 
Uh, con- I, I just want to take a minute to say congratulations to the Chinese phone companies who somehow always manage the worst advertising, like, ever. Because there was... Uh, OnePlus have had some of the shadiest advertising you've ever seen. They had, like, um, they had Smash the Past, where they encouraged people to destroy their old phones for a free OnePlus One. Uh, they had a, uh, they had a second one which was also highly de- uh, debated, which was called Ladies First, and the idea being if you're a female, you took a selfie with like the OnePlus logo or whatever, and again you'd be like put to the front of the line to get the phone first. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, I like the smash your phones thing. I mean, that you get some good viral video out of that. Yeah, no. So what they did, what they did is they'd like you'd tell them how you would smash your phone. And then they'd pick you, and if you and you'd smash it, and they'd give you a one plus one. The difference being, the, the issue being, people didn't realize you had to submit your idea first. So there were hundreds of people who would just destroy their phone and go, "Where's oh, my no. free one plus one?" Oh no! <laughs> I have a friend who did the opposite. I think it's, I, I would argue, unethical. I I won't say what what friend or what company, but they right. had a, a accidental damage protection plan on their laptop. Right. Like three days before it was up, they figured out they didn't make their version anymore. And if it's broken, they give you the upgraded one. Just right. They don't have the old one. Yeah. It's like, oh, so how is my laptop going to break in the next 24 hours? Like, <laughs> I think it might accidentally fall off my balcony or something. Like, they wanted it to be dramatic. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, that's exactly how those insurance plans are intended to be. <laughs> There's, um, the, actually, I, 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 I know of someone who did a very similar thing where if you buy an iPhone from Apple they'll and you have like any issues with it, they'll just replace it under warranty. It's just easier for them because they're so hard to get into. So uh, he, he'd buy a new phone every year, a, a new iPhone every year. And so what he would do is when he'd, he'd buy the new phone outright from Apple, and the, or, or it might be every other year, and then his old phone, he'd say it had like erratic issues. He's like, oh yeah, every now and again, it just powers off and the, the screen just spasms occasionally. It's really bizarre. And so instead of being, you know, trying to fix it, they just give him a new one. They'd be like, oh, cool. I now have two new phones. And he'd give the new one to either his wife or his kids or whoever was, whoever had the oldest phone at the time. And I just remember being like, oh, that is partially genius and partially just so wrong on so many levels. See, I had the opposite problem with Apple where I went and they said they wouldn't talk to me for four hours for my computer that wouldn't turn on or boot up or power up. I'm like, can I just like leave it? Because I know it's going to have to go in for repair. Right. Like, I, I know enough about computers. There's nothing your, quote, genius is going to do that I haven't so far trying to get this computer to turn on. The thing's fried. And they're like, well, there's no appointments for four hours. I'm like, oh, well, so since I don't have anything better to do for the next four hours and I live an hour drive from this store, I should just like hang out here, I guess. And, and, and what, buy an iPhone while I'm waiting for you to look at my broken <laughs> right. laptop. They're like, playing the long con here. They're like, you know, maybe if we make him wait long enough, we'll just buy an iPhone out of boredom. <laughs> what I ended up doing is I went outside and I called 1-800-APPLE-CARE number. It's like right. so I'm standing in front of the Apple store and they won't see me for four hours because I live an hour drive away and they sent a box to my house. Yeah. <laughs> so I drove home and the next day a box got to my house and I put my laptop in and they fixed it. 
which was still a pain in the butt, but easier than waiting four hours. Yes. Yeah. It is. Uh, like, come on out. Like, do I, not think I like that's half a shift for one right. of your employees at your store. Like, that's not like, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, maybe I could have gotten over. And if I could have just left it, I wouldn't have been unhappy. But to make me wait to leave it, that's like the intelligence of a doorknob. And the the crazy thing, I had a similar thing with, with this phone, actually, where uh, the cap. So I've had a whole debacle with this phone. And um, so I, I've, there's like a, a series of like six videos on the channel where I've just been like two of them are just me berating Samsung. And it's gotten to a point where wherever, whenever a Samsung employee like sees me, they kind of they know who I am. Right, so I'll, I'll is be. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It, it's, it's. I guess it's now a good thing, but I'll be like at a completely unrelated event, right? So, um, for example, I was at uh, a, a data security expo, right? And they had, you know, Samsung had like a couple of their security branch there, right? And so I walk up to them, you know, say hi, whatever, and they go, "Oh wait, you're that guy who had issues with Samsung's support." I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, here, take all these freebies, like to like, <laughs> like in an attempt to silence me, right? The the pinnacle of this, however, was when I was at like a small business expo, and Samsung's printing arm was there. They were like showing off like their smart printers. It was like cloud and DevOps or something, and they had cloud connected smart printers which had like printing as a service. Um, huh. It was it was interesting. They had some really cool. They had like printers that basically had an Android tablet like glued onto them. Those were genuinely quite cool. Uh, but by the end of, they like they realized who I was initially, and then just like you know took me through the whole line, all of that, explained the whole spiel, and then they had like some chocolates they were giving to people, right? Like as people passed by, you know they'd pick up a chocolate or whatever, and so they gave me a bag that they'd actually filled with chocolates. Like a like a box of like you know fifty or something. I ate those chocolates over the course of like like three weeks. I had like two chocolates a day and didn't run out for a solid few weeks. And then thank you, Samsung. Right. And then on (laughs) top of that, they'd actually they like went into like a secret department they had like behind their display, like in their behind their booth, and they like pulled out like an alarm clock and were like, "This is for you," and like put it in the bag and handed it to me, and I was like, "Thanks." Yeah, it was. I threw away the alarm clock. To be completely, it was a free alarm clock. It kind of sucked. I'll be honest. And like, who uses alarm clocks? Also, there's. I don't really anymore. But there's this really cool one I want. I heard about from Noah Kagan, uh, the guy who runs Sumo and App Sumo. I have to find it. It's in my Amazon wish list. I've not bought it because it's a two hundred dollar alarm clock. Is it like a Dixie clock or is it? It's well, it does way more than phones. So I'm trying to pull up my wish list because then I could tell you what it is. I li- like Amazon's the only store I go to. Oh, <laughs> I am horrible at that. It is. Here we go. It's yeah. the um, Lametric Time Wi Fi Clock for Smart Home. Oh, yes. This looks. Um... It looks so cool. This looks like something uh, MKBHD reviewed a while back. One he reviewed was way more expensive. Um, me, so I've just pulled up his Twitter and I've got it showing. Um, he was doing a giveaway that ended two weeks ago. Oh, uh, there you go. 
Um, it would be like one thing I think would be very cool about having this clock. Like I can mount it above where I am right now. This is where I, I'm at my desk with my monitor and where I right. podcast. Where I do everything. Like every time I get a new Twitter follower, it could like flip to Twitter, mm-hmm. which lately I've been on a little bit of a Twitter tear. So that would be <clears throat> fun and distracting. They like That's... pop up my Gmail unread count or something. It's just yeah. it's pretty cool. The weather. Not that I couldn't look out the window. So I live I... in Southern California. It's almost <laughs> 70 degrees and sunny. <laughs> I personally have been using the glance clock. And that is, uh, it, it's something like I kickstarted like a year and a half ago. And I only got a few weeks back. Um, but it, this this one is, it's quite similar in a sense, but it has a display that you can customize. But it, the, the clock part of it is analog. Um, I'm also cool. their, I'm also cool, their yeah. top tweet. If you go onto their Twitter right now, it's I'm the last thing they tweeted. Um, oh, I thought. Look at me go. Um, but the idea. Before is you like, know, Kristen Bell really is going to be listening. Yeah, any day now. I'm I'm waiting for that text message for her to be like, "Hey, George, really enjoyed your podcast." <laughs> um, I'm going to be out. In, I'm going to be out in Georgia shooting a new a new movie. Right. We should grab a coffee. But um, but what I really love about this is the fact that it has that analog clock face as well. Yeah. And then it it the battery life is like a month or something, which is really good. And then it has ift integration, so you can push whatever you want to it practically, ift. and it will uh, if this and that. Yeah, I, I've always called it ifttt. Ift. No, uh, ift. Something. It just it confuses anyone that doesn't know, but anyone that does, like, oh yeah, ift. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I've never heard anyone call it. But, um, but yeah, so it has if the integration. Uh, and if someone, like, calls, it will, like, you know, ping their name up. And uh, you can, like, throw up calendars on it. So it has, like, multiple rings of LEDs. So it will overlap. Like, each each person's calendar will be one ring. And you can have, I think, up to four calendars on there. So you can see when you're all free through the day, you know, when, when there's a gap in the rings. Um, most importantly it tells you how far away your uber is yeah so you get a notification once your uber turns up and all that jazz as well and uh yeah you can you can like sync up with your smart thermos and it will tell you what your thermos is set at or you can have it set to show the temperature outside it's really cool it's um yeah it's the android app is kind of lacking right now um so the, the android app you can only set timers alarms uh phone calls and clock functionality uh whereas the app the ios app has a massive bunch of extras like ift integration that they're working on uh they've assured me it's coming soon and will be covered extensively in our review that will go up in the next couple of weeks but um yeah i'm enjoying it uh we have paul who's a recurring guest uh i i told him about it and he kind of gave me this look of like you are an absolute moron for buying this and i'm like i know but it's fun so i don't care (laughs) That's how I feel about that, that, uh, like, everything I want now is like that. It's like things I don't really need. Right. Like, I have all the things I really need electronically. Like, I have a phone and a laptop, and I can do my job. Like, that's what I really have to have my computers do. But beyond that, there's such cool stuff you can do now. Like, we could have fun in ways you couldn't have even imagined years ago. Like, you can send your Tesla to space. Oh, my God. That was, I am still in disbelief about that. I still can't believe it actually happened. That's like, there's actually a launch. I think it's tonight for me at 4.30 in the morning. Or it was like 
six hours ago at 4.30 in the morning, uh, a, a Falcon 9, not heavy, uh, was being launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base, which is like a two-hour drive from where I live. And apparently if you go out in the dark, sometimes you can see them launch. So It is being delayed to be by awake, three days. If I wanted to be awake at 4.30 in the morning, I might be able to see the trail <laughs> of a rocket. But I, one of these days, I'm going to have to wake up and drive out and see one. I mean, two hours away. Got it. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm on space.com right now, and it says SpaceX has delayed the launch of its next Falcon 9 rocket to no earlier than Wednesday, February 21st, to allow final checks on the rocket's upgraded nose cone. Awesome. So I didn't miss it. Woo. Is what you're telling me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that is that's the crux of this. My, my... And then I'd have to drive up to Lompoc, which... All right, like that's I don't know for someone from London, what's what's like a boring place two hours away? Uh, the rest of England. <laughs> yeah, so you'd have to like drive to the rest of England. <laughs> I got to, I was out my last trip to England. I uh, was right after I quit my job to celebrate being able to work anywhere in the world. Right, London is really one of my favorite cities I've ever been to. So with my six-month-old daughter, then uh, now the one that's two. My wife, we went and spent eight days at an Airbnb in London, then three days in Paris, and um, had a great time. But that was the first time I ever got out of London in England. Right. We did a Bath, Stonehenge, and I'm trying to think what the third stop was. Um, we did three stops. Those were the – oh, and uh, Windsor Castle, right. uh, which felt rushed at the end of that long day. But um, – the drive out to Stonehenge and between Stonehenge and Bath, it's a beautiful countryside. And there's nothing high-tech about it. it no, beautiful. it's it's also very much flat, uh, which is something I don't, I never noticed until I was in Georgia, where here you're like surrounded by mountains and it's crazy. And I'm literally like a 20-minute drive away from a ski resort, where I was just yesterday, in fact. Whereas if you're in England, you're like, the highest it gets is like 800 meters or something. Like it, it's, it's <laughs> the just... flattest... The fattest place I've ever been, you know, like driving across Nebraska and Kansas. Those, those are, imagine driving for, from Denver to Kansas City. It's ten hours of just of flat and wheat and occasional cows. Ooh, that's that's when you need a Tesla. That's when you need that self-driving. That is... That's why I was, I was, I when I did that road trip. It's been a long time since I've done it. But how cool would it be if you could get in your car, like? say 10 p.m. Um, let's be good, responsible adults. Have a, you know, take a sleeping pill and a glass of wine so you really sleep through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't, want, you, don't want the, you don't want the car crash waking you up. No, no, no. <laughs> no. You'll wake up the next morning and, like, across the country. How cool would that be? Except the battery won't make it. You have to, like, stop and charge the car. I well, wonder if you don't, you don't have to do that because Tesla showed off their, like, weird, again, Black Mirror-esque, like, have you seen those? Like they're like snake chargers. They showed off a couple of years ago. Like, I mean, I know the like high speed ones you can plug into, but like if you're driving all night and there's no sunlight, no, no. no. So this is the, this is this is the roof. prototype. Let me send you this link. This is a prototype charger that has never been more than a prototype, but it's still terrifying to watch in action. So I'm playing it so the podcast can currently see this right now. If you're watching, if you're not watching, what it basically is, is it, it, it looked like a pole, which is now just kind of bent over, is locating where the charge port is and is plugging itself in. And it you know what it looks like? 
the things from Terminator 2. Oh, but, like, no, it does. Remember those, like, horrible robots with the red eyes? Yeah. It's just, like, the spine from that thing only. It, it just looks terrifying, to be completely honest. But how cool is that? Like, I'm watching it right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Imagine if you could do that at the gas station instead of, like, going and putting gas in your car. Right. Although it's what in there are two states in the United States, uh, it's Oregon and New Jersey. I've heard about this. There's a massive. There's a massive debate because they want to keep that because the the locals are like, you're expecting me to fill up my own car. They're, they're like outraged. I've been in for two years. I was like, this is nuts. Like, and it also drives the cost of gas up because you're having to pay someone right. to fill up your car. Like, if you look at the economics of it. The good thing about it is it like it creates jobs for sure, and because it's like getting someone a job who would not have one likely to be filling up your car. But like, come on, it's not that hard. Like put your credit card in, pull it out, put the thing in your car. Like, like uh, uh, silly. It is a uh, very bizarre to be blatantly honest. <laughs> It, it's it is like I lived there. Like it was the weirdest thing when I moved to Oregon, and I pulled into a gas station and got out to fill up my car. And there was a guy standing there, like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, because like, because because my my understanding is they're also really crazy when you do try. To, they're like, "What the hell are you doing? You're trying to fill up your own car? You could die." Well, they like talk about how it's like they have to go through environmental and safety training to be the guy who fills up your oh, car. No. Like, what is it? Is it don't top up the tank and don't be on your cell phone when you're filling your car? Oh, my God. I can only imagine, like, there being a similar, like, imagine if you had someone who, like, zip-tied stuff, right? But that's, like, an equal level of risk. Like, imagine, like, you know how we have these fabric ties, right, on our cables right now? Imagine if we had to hire someone to do that for us and they had to go through training to be like, make sure you don't catch your finger in the tie, so that we don't have to like sever your finger, right? It's it's like, like that have to, like, level. Have of... an expert, like, have an expert use the microwave for you because you could like accidentally right. put like metal or a small animal in it or something. Please don't do that. that would don't be put animals in microwaves. Things. It's not it's not good for their health. No. And don't put metal in microwaves because it's not good for your health. Or the microwave's health. <laughs> don't. Have you ever seen? There's this awesome series of videos. This is tech-related, really. It's YouTube, kinda. so it technically is. <laughs> Go on. Yes, uh, it's called uh, Will It Blend? Yeah, of course. It, it, is, it is the most memed YouTube channel I've ever seen. It is hilarious. I love how when they do like the iPhones and stuff mm -hmm. like that to see what will happen at the end, they're like, iPhone dust, don't breathe that. Right, let me, let me, just in case you somehow don't know what this is, considering the iPhone 6 Plus video from four years ago has six million views, you have no way of not knowing who this, like, what this is. So this is some, some, my will favorite. It blend. Let me see what the most viewed video is, because I'm intrigued. They have almost a million subscribers. Wow. For a blender, Blendtec blenders. Right, that's the crazy thing, right? My it's favorite. A, it's a baby. company that runs the iPad is the most blended thing, and it's eighteen million views. I liked. Uh, they did one a few years ago with Chuck Norris, 
and they put in a Chuck Norris action figure and bad guy action figures. And they blended them all, and everything blended but Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh, that is... I'm, I'm not even surprised, actually. But t- to be fair, the iPad gave the blender a good whacking. It's crazy how yeah. they've had the same host for this, like, for the last eight years, or however long this has been going on. Ten years. Like, we've had the same one guy hosting it, like... That is some real job commitment right there. <laughs> I mean, that, t- that speaks to both the, uh, the strength of Apple products and the weaknesses of Apple products. Yeah, they're really good until you put them in a blender. <laughs> or you try to charge them in a microwave. Have you, did you see that? That, used, that was a thing a couple of years ago. I think I did see that one. That's why I thought of the blender. It's like iPhone in the microwave. Uh. <laughs> Some people are idiots. Is the is the core takeaway of that that new story? And on the subject of people being idiots, let's uh, let's 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 finish on actual news, <laughs> on actual technology news. <laughs> this, has been, this has been the single least productive episode of a Snapdeck broadcast in terms of like just news coverage we've probably ever had. And you know what? I'm completely fine with that. So let's end with. <laughs> I don't know if I should be proud or ashamed. Oh, no, you should be proud. Definitely proud. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope listeners and watchers, even if you... I hope you learned one thing today and got a good laugh. Right, yeah. If you you got a good laugh and learned one thing, I feel like I did my job as a a podcast guest. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I, I, I think you fulfilled that job. I think, you know, this is... I I try to keep it light and conversational because it's it's what ends up being better content, right? You know, us having fun and you know telling stories and all that. And for you, it doesn't really matter because if everyone hates it, I'm going to be one hearing about it. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. If you hate this episode, to protect George, send me all of your angry tweets. Yeah, that's a uh... Eric Prophet's Twitter, and I will <laughs> then retweet them and mention George. Every single time, so he knows also. And and you'll like you'll add an extra layer, like oh no, George enticed me to talk about this. It's all his fault. <laughs> like you'll make sure everyone knows. What really enticed it was I normally maximize my caffeine intake, like one can of Coke in the morning. Right. And this is number two, and it's almost <gasps> empty. So I'm oh, at double no. energy. Oh no. <laughs> that is yeah. what's fueling my. My ADD morning. <laughs> or like evening if you're in, in Yeah, Europe, in my case, it's just gone past midnight. So for me, it's evening. And I just got noon. Are we 12 hours apart? Exactly? We are 12 hours apart, yeah. From, I, uh, from I, California I, to Georgia. Yeah, I, was, I noticed that as we were trying to schedule this. Because I, I was giving you times in GMT, but I was fully aware that I'm four hours ahead. So, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's 8 p.m. GMT. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's 12 o'clock. And I was like, oh, that's... That puts you at precisely twelve hours ahead or behind. That's I pretty guess. cool, though. We're like, you could go either way around the globe from mm-hmm. either of us, and where you couldn't get farther than we are from each other. And not only that, but it also means that at least one of us is always going to be awake. You know, more or less, right? That's true. And so, for it, it does also give you like the least overlap. Like between, if we wanted to get in touch with each other, you have the least, you have the smallest window. 
Because if yeah, I like, if, between like seven and like six thirty and ten, seven right. and nine. Because if yeah. I hypothetically went to sleep at ten PM at night, which I definitely do not, but if I did <laughs> Right? We'd have like if I'm two awake to three hours of conversation. Here when when you have kids, man. Like if I see four hours on the clock with a PM, that is rare. <laughs> like four numbers on my clock. Right. I'm up past nine fifty nine. I used to remember being excited when I saw it change from AM to PM or PM to AM. Right. Um, but now I'm like, I'm never going to be awake at midnight. Come on! Like I didn't even make it to midnight on New Year's. <laughs> oh, I am actually have. We, we need to get you. We need to get you on a talk podcast at some point. So on Wednesdays we have a talk show. So it's it's like this, but we just talk about our lives, which no, oh, uh, I yeah. can handle that, right? I'll just have all three caffeinated beverages before <laughs> I'll go wild. I'll have a coffee. I'll go to I'll have a Starbucks like you, and I'll be like, this isn't even a stuff. This is actually so Georgia don't do coffee very well. Like all the coffee here tastes like trash. So I brought this with me from the UK. This is like pre-done like coffee. But you just add water to and it becomes a latte. And then these are this cup is also brought with me from the UK. It's like a reusable Starbucks cup. It was actually made of plastic. Um, and purely because I like the size of it and the, the ability to use this. So I just use this for my coffee. Uh, in reality, my, I hate Starbucks. My very first time overseas, um, where I crossed an ocean, I was on the way to Israel and... The first time I went alone overseas, so not my first time, but the first time I went by myself, right. I changed planes in London at Heathrow. I'd never been to England, and I got off the plane, and right across the gate was a Starbucks. Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that like, sounds about right. I went across the entire world to get to the exact same coffee shop that is within a mile of where I live at home. Oh, it is crazy. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they do that. Those those Starbucks, and I went to Vancouver. And it's not like this anymore, but there was a corner with a Starbucks on every one of the four corners. There's a very similar thing. There's a, along the road, there's a train station near where I live. Um, so whenever I'm going into central London, because we live in roughly the outskirts. So if I'm going into central London, uh, there's actually a, a Costa coffee. It's not quite a Starbucks. Um, there's a Costa coffee on either side of the road. And the idea being, if you're going to work, you'll go to it via one side of the via one coffee. Sir. If you're going from work, it's actually on the other side. So <laughs> you end up like going past it either way. Well, if you keep your receipt, you can go back in the afternoon for a discount on your frappuccino or whatever. Yeah, we we just <laughs> I just use the phone app use personally. App. Um, I use the app. But it's yeah, it's hilarious. It's, Here's a good tech tie-in for Starbucks. A year, I guess now, two or so years ago, Starbucks Wi-Fi, at least in the U.S., I don't know if this was worldwide, all switched from an old provider to Wi-Fi powered by Google. Right. I say that in quotation marks because it was actually powered by Level 3 Communications where I worked at the time, and I was involved in that. Google just paid stick their name on it. But now that it's really Google, um, well, Google was partnered in it. So you said right. Google, but it's really level three is fiber. Um, but that was kind of a cool project that Starbucks did because you really can just like go to any Starbucks and use your laptop and you're, you're supposed to get a drink, but they don't really enforce it unless you're causing trouble. That's a pretty neat uh, thing. You can go almost anywhere in the Western developed world 
and get free Wi-Fi for your laptop. It's it's crazy how you can get it pretty much anywhere now as well. Like, even being in Georgia, there's free Wi-Fi almost everywhere. And like you know, five years ago, that just wasn't a thing that happened. So it is how fast. It it's it's you know it's it's not very fast, but it's like you know twenty down. And Georgia is very bad at figuring out how internet should work. Um, so you'll you'll end up like there's a hotel. Um, it's like the biggest. It's the poshest place here. But it it doesn't feel like Georgia, right? It's just so posh, and it's like their internet Wi-Fi speed is like twenty five down and two hundred up. <laughs> like, wow. and, and I'm just like. Whoever whoever's load balancing this isn't doing very well. It's the adult film industry, <laughs> right? Who else needs to stream that much video? Whoa, uh, two hundred up! Like, what would you do with that? Uh, host a podcast in four K. <laughs> that's it. There we go, and it all comes full circle. <laughs> oh man. So let, let's quickly talk about Huawei and then we can wrap it because it's it's been a wonderful show. We did have a bit of an outage halfway through though, to be fair, like or like 20 minutes in. So we're not we've not quite hit two hours, which is usually where I'm like, okay, now we have to stop. Um, <laughs> so so the the very fast version of the Huawei thing. Yeah. Um, I really think it was a Russian troll factory that wrote <laughs> all the fake reviews. Uh, it wasn't though. That's the crazy thing. So basically, what happened it was, was a Chinese troll factory. Yeah, it was a Chinese troll factory. But um, Huawei said that they were going to offer nine phones to members of the public in a like public beta thing. And to get a phone, what you had to do is go onto the Best Buy, or to potentially get a phone, is to go onto the Best Buy website onto their pre-order page and leave a review saying how you would use the device, which isn't quite how reviews work you may notice like if you go on a website like especially when there are like movies or when there's a device that hasn't released yet and it has like 15 reviews that are like i can't wait to use this device i'm just like that's not how that's not how reviews work please look up the word review in the dictionary to understand what this should be it was uh it was it was interesting. And then Best Buy obviously took down all the fake reviews, claiming their policy disallowed advertisements, spam content, or references to other products, offers, or websites. Because, you know, it was almost by definition an advertisement. And it was, again, I think we're just, you know, as I said, like OnePlus had a couple of these like really stupid ways of advertising their phones. It was just dumb. And there, there are occasions where boards come up with decisions that they think are good. But I'm like... There are multiple people who approved this. Like, it's not like one engineer went rogue and it happened. Like, there was a whole, there was a, there was a meeting where, like, there were 20 people sat down and everyone said, yes, this is a great idea. That's, or do you think it was just one person who was like, this is a good idea and do it? I feel like if it was, I don't know. If it was a smaller company, I'd say yes. But like a company like Huawei, there was at least some level of like communication there, right? Surely. I hope... Huawei is like essentially part of the Chinese government because like isn't everything in China? Uh, yeah, in essence. Uh, but it's also yeah. I think Huawei are actually the second largest phone manufacturer in the world. So it's not like they're a small this, company. This is Huawei right, right. here. My uh, Nexus Six P was made by Huawei. They're t- they're. I think Huawei is just an interesting company in general, mm-hmm. um, partially because of that political factor 
in my old IP and whatnot days, um, you know, I was working on on projects. We were buying the cards that your internet providers use to route traffic. So we're talking things that cost tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. And there was a big fight a couple of years ago, and I, more than a couple, a few years ago, over the uh, Huawei built routers, and should they even be allowed to run? I know it was a big thing here in the United States. The government was saying we don't want China to be the company that built our internet backbone. Right. Uh, they considered it a national security thing, which I was like, I mean, come on, that's a little ridiculous to think that you know, China is just going to like turn off our internet because we bought routers from a company in China. Yeah. But, um, that's kind of stretching the capabilities of a router. But it's interesting to think about the concept of that and how, you know, like Samsung is, uh, and they're in a huge number of people's pockets. And Huawei, they're in a lot of pockets. And there's all these companies that people worry a lot more about a router from China than a chip from South Korea. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. But uh, Huawei, I think they're a company to watch. I think they have some talented people building some really cool hardware. And, and if they and can... the new Huawei phone is actually good, I should mention, regardless of like all the, the bogus reviews. Like I, I got to play with it for a little bit. And I actually... like. None of, none of it was, there wasn't anything that made it a killer device. But overall, it was quite solid. It was probably pretty good for the cost. And that's, that's how I yes, think Huawei's position is going to be in the market is they might not make the, you know, the, the Tesla version of a phone. They might make the, um, the Mercedes or the Toyota version right. of a phone. But it's a... Uh, I think you get a pretty good product for what you pay. And I've been very happy overall with my uh, Huawei built Nexus. I, I think it's a good phone. Um, not that I would go do a bunch of fake reviews for it, but, but I wouldn't think Huawei. On the, but what on if they offered front. you a, a new Mate 10 Pro? <laughs> would you do one for that? For, and, I don't know. I, I, well, being in the position I'm in as a blogger and a broadcaster and all online. Yeah, it, yeah, like, it definitely I feel has like, a bigger effect on us. <laughs> I feel like I have to you know, be very upfront and, and disclose all that kind of stuff. But if I didn't have this kind of a, a role where where I might be put in that position, I totally would <laughs> do it you for a free multi-hundred-dollar device. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's essentially pay, you pay me hundreds of dollars and I will review things. Any company. Yeah. That, that's a, a, a free and open offer. I'm happy to review your stuff. It which, valuable free. which reminds me, if you go to snappy-tech.co.uk, there is a page that reads, send us stuff. And if you want to send us stuff to review or talk about, do so. <laughs> and yeah, we send will. Send them stuff. Send me stuff too. And then yeah, I'll send come us back all and stuff. <laughs> but the, the more expensive, the better. Right now, just so you all know, internet, I'm in the market. For a new TV, at least 55 inches, Samsung, I'm talking to you. I want 4K, that new curved screen. I think that'd be cool. I'm up uh, for, I want a new Roomba. That's on my list, really. I want that. But there's so many of them. Picking the right one's hard. I want the the most expensive one, obviously, because I, think I can you, talk to it. What you really need is a vanity URL that goes through to your Amazon wish list. That's what you're missing. Well, I have, I got Eric.money. And Eric.business, when those came out, 
Right. I should, and I set up Eric.money using bit.ly as a URL forwarder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I should set up a forwarder, Eric.money slash buy me things. Or Eric.money slash Amazon, right? I think that would work too. Or slash wishlist, something like that. And then, you know. If you go to personalprofitability.com slash Amazon and buy anything, I get a small commission. So that's awesome. Oh, even better. (laughs) Have you ever looked at what people buy with, with your thing? Yeah, so that's I am I'm an Amazon affiliate. Um, so if they go through that link specifically, or I can link to specific products, um, then I get a small portion of the of the cost, like two to six percent, depending on what it but, is. But you also get to look at everything they bought, right? You get to see what was bought with that link. Have you ever looked at that list? Yes, and it is awesome. Because it's, like, it's like, what is the most bizarre thing on that list? That's what I want to um, know. Let's let's pull it up. Amazon Associates. Because, you know, because how, how it works for the uninitiated is when you click that link, like it sticks around for like a few hours. So it's not like they clicked that link and immediately bought the things. Like they could, you know, go away, whatever. Um, but it, but that, that token sticks around for a while. Um, yeah, tools, reports. Here we go. Apparently I need to update my payment information. Oof. So it's a good thing I logged in. Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> It's, it's funny. I, oh, one of the best ones. Someone bought a uh, a keyboard using was it, my was, link. Was that it was a, really was it a good keyboard. It was like this fancy Microsoft curved keyboard that was like three hundred dollars. It says no orders in the last year, but I know that's not true because I've had orders in the last year. Sorry, I'm making everyone. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so on, on the curved keyboard real quick, just in case, uh, again, for the uninitiated, it's called the Sculpt Ergonomic Keyboard. Uh, so let me pull up an image. It doesn't look very... Well, it looks very sculpted. It doesn't look very ergonomic. Or at least the mouse part of it doesn't. Uh, this, is, this is the Sculpt Ergonomic Keyboard. There's a nice hole in the middle of it because that's what keyboards were missing, obviously. They do not make it easy to see this list right now. Yeah, apparently not. Showing me the last 90 days very easily. People don't buy enough stuff on my uh, <laughs> my account. So clearly, you need to go to personalprofitability.com slash Amazon and buy stuff right now. And then we'll Lots talk about... And then we'll discuss your purchases next week. Uh, well, maybe not next week. Next time we have Eric on. So, uh, yeah, thank it's you. It's not, uh, not letting me generate the report. But <laughs> not a, not thank you, everyone. It's a, fun, uh, it's a fun thing. Someday I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Eric, where is the best place for people to find you? Where, where should they all go? The best place, uh, if you want to just talk to me, Twitter. I'm Eric Profits on Twitter. I'm on there way too much, as Rescue Time has told me. Um, you can also go to personalprofitability.com. That's my blog and podcast. The new podcast I mentioned at the beginning is Oh No We Didn't. Or you can always just go to ericrosenberg.com. There's a contact form there to send me an email, and I would love to hear from you and say hello. So go say hello to him. Uh, also, again, if go to that contact form and send all of your hate for this episode to that contact form because it had nothing or to do no, with Twitter. me. It's Twitter. <laughs> or so Twitter. Then I can mention you back. <laughs> yeah, if you do it on Twitter, then I get implicated as well. So definitely do it via the contact form. <laughs> you want to implicate as many people as possible. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we are live every Sunday from 6 p.m. However, 
we're not anymore because next week I will be back in England. So as of next week, we'll be moving the time back forward or back. Is it backwards or forward? I guess it's backwards. We're using it. Ba- we're moving it back to 8 p.m. every Sunday GMT. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. GMT, we will have the Snappy Talk podcast. Uh, next, the next episode of this Wednesday will be on six still because I'm not in Georgia until Sunday. So join us there. If you want to join us live, it's snpy.tech slash live. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's slash Twitter. If you want to follow me on Snapchat, it's slash Snapchat. You can go to our new Patreon and Coffee pages, which is smpy.tech slash Patreon or slash Coffee. They're actually in the bottom bit of this thing. I've updated the social bar. Look at me go. I've been so productive this week. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will see you all next week, hopefully, where it will be... Oh, we have um, we have Emily and Paul on next week. Uh, so do come join us for that uh, because they haven't been on for a while. Uh, they're the two main recurring guests um, who have been kind of sidelined as we've had some wonderful new guests on recently. So if you miss uh, Emily and Paul, I know I do, uh, do join us next week for some fun tech news. We will see you then. Bye.